Hello and good evening, everyone. It is uh, Thursday, October 21st, 2021. And uh, one week ago today, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 2 finished airing. Uh, it was a 10-episode season, uh, which we covered on an episode by episode here on Live Long and Podcast. But we're here today to talk about the season more holistically, not on just an individual episode by episode basis. And we're going to kind of break that all down and look at back the whole season, just like we did for season one. I'm Dave Mater coming with you, uh, coming at you with Star Trek TV and movie reviews here at Live Long and Podcast. Let's bring in our panel here. We got a great group here to talk about this whole season. Starting in the top right, we will start with Jody Simpson, who is often on our original series podcast and many other Star Trek podcasts and things we do, including Trivial Debates. Oh, can't hear you, Jody. I said, hence why I'm so like lazy that I didn't even change my background. He, like he thinks he's on original Twitter. series Monday. It's, it's, I'm like, it's, it's, wait, this isn't Monday? This isn't Monday, but... <laughs> We're here to we're here to talk about another Star Trek show, Lower Decks. We also have um, from the Tuesday, well, usually on Tuesday, D Space Nine at Nine ish. We got Kevin Millard and other podcasts as well. How are you doing tonight, Kevin? Excellent. Great. Ready to talk some Lower Decks. Um, and uh, and also joining us, we have Davin Skelhorn uh, from Locutors of Trek, uh, the other Star Trek podcast in the family, as he is my second cousin, and he joined us for all ten episodes uh, recaps of season two lower decks um uh, and he's here with us again tonight and uh, i was just on his podcast on sunday hey davin how's it going good good doing well uh excited good, good. to talk more lower decks uh with you and we're going to kind of break through all the episodes so you and i have talked about this show a lot together and we you can go but you know, we're going to be uh, kind of um, going through the conversation, hearing more from uh, Jody and Kevin. Uh, we were also going to have Adam on tonight, but he had to uh, to uh, cancel, unfortunately. Uh, who's you know, he's often on original series and different podcasts we do there. So um, I've seen but, enough of them. It's fine. Yeah, it's all right. We'll <laughs> see Adam again. Um, anyway, so and Jamil might be coming as well. Unclear at this time. Uh, Fourteen minutes. Give him some time. <laughs> we have his ratings as well. So, so guys, um, I thought maybe we could start just by kind of talking about, uh, you know, high level. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Uh, what, what's? We'll start with Jody. Where, where? Oh. How, how did you feel about Star Trek Lower Decks season two? I liked it a lot better than the first season. And I did I, after I rewatched the first season. As I think I mentioned on the original recap, one of these that we did. Um, that the first season didn't really stick with me the first time around, but the second time I really enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, but this season I think is pretty solid. I think the first couple of episodes are probably the worst ones in this season. Uh, but it definitely ended strong for sure. Right. So I, I think it's, uh, it, I, it's starting to find it's, it, it's, it's almost at season three of TNG now. It's, 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 it's almost moving there. in that direction. Is it at least yeah. season two of TNG? Uh, I don't think it deserves that. It's better than season two. It's better than season two. Okay. Yeah. Of TNG, that is. Pulaski can suck it. Yeah. Anyway. Take that, Pulaski. <laughs> All right. Let's 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 go over to Kevin. Um, so, Kevin, uh, you know, we've, we've traded some some exchanges here and there as we've did the D-Space 9 podcasts about Lower Decks. Uh, I know you generally have been favorable, but uh, tell me maybe what you what, what what stood out for you in this season two. Uh, I don't know what stood out. The whole season was excellent, I thought. I uh, I liked it even better than season one, even though I love season one. I think I liked it better because 
I um, I know the characters now, and it's it's a little easier to follow them. Um, what stands out? I love the Packlids as the like Dominion kind of or the board like as they're the, big they're the, the antagonist of of this show of the whole show yeah like better than uh, the kazons what better, better than, than the kazons yeah yeah <laughs> by a lot <laughs> <laughs> and uh actually what did what did uh stick out for me was the one episode the lower the what the lower decks of the other ships that was so unexpected episode nine was douge yeah. which we will get to yeah, that was uh, that was a lot of fun too. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So better the 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 Packleds who were set up in season one as an antagonist, but definitely expanded upon in season two. Better than the Kazons is definitely the headline at this hour. And then uh, <laughs> the, the Kazons were the Voyager ones, right? Yeah. For like the first two uh, seasons, yeah. the guys that look like Klingons but more Afros. Kind of. Yeah. They had some yeah. interesting hair, right. and they were kind of uh, they were the only species. Can you tell that... Voyager is my least favorite. I can tell. Well, yeah. that, they're, they're the only species that the Borg refused to assimilate, uh, famously. There was a big joke that they threw in there. Uh, let's go over to Expletus of Borg to handle Expletus that. Expletus of Borg. Uh, <laughs> Excretus. Wasn't it Excretus of Borg? Excretus of Borg. Yes, but I am Expletus of Borg. Uh, we got, what do we got? I got my Boimler. I don't know if I want to know that. You've been boimed. You... <laughs> Where are you? You've been boimed. You've been boimed. Come on, guys. Don't touch a yarmy. <laughs> don't touch a yarmy. Don't touch a yarmy. Uh, I'm the only one that does explosions around here. You know, no one's blowing it up unless it's me. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to go through all of our favorite clips. I have a ton of them from this season. Uh, Davin's heard a lot of them already, but uh, well, we're going to jump in through here. Let's go through the episodes, maybe one by one. Uh, and we're, we're going to kind of get some ratings and different things. And we're going to start right now with, oh, I can't even see that, can you? All right. Let's bring that in. So, so. Uh, in the case of me and Jamil and Davin, we already have ratings, but uh, in the case of Kevin and Jody, not yet. So we're going to start with the episode that's called Strange Energies. That was the first episode of season two. Um, and so far, it has the lowest rating of any episode we watched so far. So uh, this also had Jeff's rating, which I, I, I'm hiding that column at the moment because he's not here. But... Um, he so we averaged at it at a seven out of ten for strange energies. Uh, Jody, uh, Kevin, do you guys have any um opinions? Maybe we'll start with Jody. Uh, let's just do it here. I always oh. have an I always have an opinion, Dave. You know that. Okay, well, Jody, let's hear it. Um, this is the weakest episode of the entire season. It this is the episode they should have not started the season on. I I just I didn't like it. It's 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 like a six for me. Like it, it had some funny things in it, but it was just boring. I thought this was just silly. I, I don't know. I didn't like it. Yeah, no, fair enough. And so just to remind ourselves, what was this episode? What happened in Strange Energies? So this one, this is, uh, you can see here from the shot, this is where we had started off on the holodeck uh, with Mariner, and she was like fighting out of a Cardassian prison. And uh, But it turns out just to be a holodeck, and she's kind of really mad at Boimler for the, that he's left to go to the Titan. And, uh, and and then they get to this plant, and there's been this, all, this whole other subplot that was um, about the fact that Mariner and her mother are now getting along. Everybody, the crew knows that their mother, daughter, 
and they've been doing a lot of missions together and trying to get along. But um, it's not necessarily been well received by Ransom. Uh, in particular, who is the first officer of the USS Cerritos? Um, you know, he was just uh, not 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 happy. You know, he ends up becoming uh, a Gary Mitchell type uh, character in this. Uh, I'd have a, a shot here uh, where he turns into a big head. You know, and he was going to create a whole race of ransomites. I will create a race of ransomites. Uh, <laughs> Your validation tells me. Your validation feels so good. Tell me more. Uh, Gary Mitchell was an ant. And I am a so Watching this entire episode, I felt, wow, wouldn't it have been better if they just kept with the Kardashians? Yeah, Kardashians, kept, with that, like, kept with that holodeck scene at the beginning. Yeah, if they just kept to that, I would have been like, you know what? This is this is good, right? But yeah, right, because this was a. I thought this opening scene making me count a bunch of lights. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why they're making me put. So it it did have, it did have some good jokes in it. I thought too. Oh, sorry. yes, it did. Yeah. Um, but overall, like I don't. It left me. It, it left kind of la me feeling lacking. This was written by Mike McMahon, who also you know he he's the creator of the show and he wrote the first and last episodes of season one as well. And it, kind of a similar reaction in both cases, in both seasons. Like the panel was kind of like, eh, see, the first episode didn't, it was, it was fine. It didn't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. Uh, Kevin, what did you think about Strange Energies? I, I, exactly that. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. It's, I, Ransom isn't one of my favorite characters. He's pretty one-dimensional. Yeah. So he's, he's not really anything. He's just meh. So uh, one that revolves around him isn't going to be my favorite at all. Right, you'll never guess. I like, I like all the like I like all the callbacks to <laughs> Gary Mitchell and to the original series. I love that kind of stuff, but eh, it was okay. Callback yeah. wise, it wasn't too bad. But I yeah, I'm with Kevin on that one. That character just is so boring. Who uh, do you think he's based on? Ransom, Jack Ransom. Is he a Riker? No, mm -hmm. no. He's, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's, he's that, that guy uh, from that episode of TNG where like they all forget who they are and what position they are. And that one McDuff? guy shows up. McDuff. Oh, he, yeah. He's, 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 Maybe he's McDuff. He's from, um, the one, the episode where they all lose their memories, which I think is called conundrum, conundrum and, yeah. uh, uh, the next gen. And like, there's suddenly like this alien imposter there who's also claiming to have lost their memory. So Still that's one who. of my favorite episodes though. Very cool episode. It is a very cool episode. Okay, so strange he's, energy. He's McDuff, or he's the guy who didn't want to be number one under Data on the Sutherland. Yeah, oh, he's like, that's even better. Nobody right. thinks a Klingon would make a good no, counselor. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Devin. Yeah, that's, that, that that's guy. A good analogy. Yep, for sure. Yeah, hated yeah. that guy too. So maybe, he wins he, the comments. Maybe less prejudiced one. against androids. Don't want to hold that against maybe. Ransom. Right. Well, Ransom, he doesn't. He doesn't like to deviate from the mission. I told you not to deviate from the mission. Um, and uh, we also got to meet this other character, Stevens. Uh, he's Lieutenant Commander Steve Stevens. Um, and he seems to be in love with Ransom. Um, you know, there's a couple of clips where he was just like, get away from me, Stevens. Uh, here. Have Stevens grab him. He's your little buddy. He is not. Here's those pads, sir. <laughs> Stack them just the way you like. Get away from me, Stevens. <laughs> And then he, he was ready to join the cult of Ransom. Oh, it's true. All hell Ransom. I bow. I bow before thee, sir. Uh, 
So I'm just getting was... like oh, flashbacks of Nom whenever I hear all these clips. It's like, oh, this is a terrible episode. I think Stevens is an attempt <laughs> to make Ransom interesting. Like yeah, he's a little sidekick for for Ransom. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work. Uh, yeah, maybe is not. Ransom's okay. best moment still the, the fight with you know the double fisted hands and I respect your sovereignty and like that kind of stuff. I think that's probably one? still his best moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably agree. I don't think they've given him a better moment than that yet. Somebody's got some feedback going on. There's some buzzing going on. Might be you, uh, Davin. Just start muting people until you figure it out. Yep, it's him. (laughs) We like to call that the Ted Mater maneuver. Uh, we got a couple comments here. We got Sam's in the chat. He's saying, yo, guys. And hey, we got we got Jeremy saying, don't drink that Klingon tea. No. Bad idea. Bad idea for sure. Pac- he thinks the packlets are better than the Kazons. The Kazons. Hands down. Kazon. <laughs> and Sam is still holding out for the Gilligan's Island podcast announcement. It's coming, <laughs> Sam. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. There's not the show's not going anywhere. It's uh... Uh, just just so you guys know, uh, I don't need an invite for that. You don't need to be on the. My dad will no. be all over it though. Don't worry. We just gotta oh, get him good. through the original series first. Like, well, he's gonna need. He's gonna need something to do. Yeah, he will. We're almost out of episodes. Yeah. All right. So let's let's uh, like. I think we we've said all we need to say maybe about strange energies, which was you know those were like the main highlights I thought of of that. Um. See, uh, oh, sorry. Um. So did you just want to? We can rate this episode and move on to episode two. Sure. Um, so, Kevin, you want to give your your rating first? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. It is. Kevin, I'm disappointed with you. That's low for. Lower I'm not day. gonna lie. And you know Jody. what? Retalking about this, I'm gonna give it an extra half point. So it's gonna be a six and a half for me. Six and a half. Okay, and that brought the average right back to where it was at seven. So oh, oh, you, you two go. canceled each other out. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> All right. So that, that that's kept uh, kept it kind of where it was. Let's move on to episode two, which was called Kayshawn, His Eyes Open." So uh, this has the most hits of any podcast we did this year so far, and um, uh, this was kind of an exciting episode because we kind of had a, f- a sense of what it was going to be coming in, where where we got to meet this new character, Kayshawn, who was replacing Shax, who had died at the end of season one, or had he? Well, he had, but. It's a kind of a, a long story. And um, we got, you know, these were kind of like a whole reference to like the Tamarians. Um, you know, do I have some of those? Darmok. Darmok. Where is he? Darmok Ashihad. Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra. At Tanagra. Timba, his arms wide. Right. So in this Great episode. episode. There's a lot. There's quite a few plots in this episode um, to kind of break through because this was also, you know, uh, there was a cliffhanger at the end of Strange Energies was like, what's Boimler doing over there on the uh, on the Titan with Riker? And we found out kind of quickly. Not so much. Wasn't it just like a it wasn't it just a clip of him like, ah, (laughs) and that was like the end of it. Yeah, it was basically like the the end of episode one was like, oh my god! Yeah, he's it's, just freaking out. He's like not having a good time. Not not the adventure perhaps he was truly looking for. So after um, so we start off in the teaser with Mariner and Rutherford and Tandy. They're all headed to the Sonic showers before their shift. 
uh, so there's this whole thing where they were all kind of naked coming in, and I don't know if we have any photos from that, but I don't know if we can show um, it, Dave. <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if I have it or not. But you took a, you took off your fanfic one, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but guys, so it was, um, and they they were also, you know, they were all naked together in the showers and the shot in the sonic showers. And then we had Edson Jet Manhaver. He's kind of big in this episode, actually. Um, <laughs> and you know, she's like, she's kind of trying to integrate Jet for a bit. She's like, well, maybe you can be the new Boimler, but I'm the leader. And uh, you know, he's like, what are you talking about, leader? Um, you know, and then. She, uh, She's kind of missing Boimler. Uh, he was uncomfortable with nudity, but he was the only one, and he's not here. And he's like, I'm not Boimler. I'm Manhaver. I'm Jet Manhaver. Um, we also had this uh, whole thing with uh, the, this plot line with the collectors, and there was this ship on the where after Kayshawn joins the crew where there's a collector who died, kind of like a Kivas Fajo character from Star Trek The Next Generation who was played by... Uh... You know the, the guy actor, who stole right? Saul Rubinek. Saul Rubinek. Saul Rubinek. Saul Rubinek. Yeah. Great Canadian actor, Saul Rubinek. Um, and you know, so like, there's this whole thing where a collector died, but now, but there's booby traps, and they have to kind of get out of here. And there's a lot of competition in this episode between uh, Jet Manhaver and Mariner, kind of coming out of those shower scenes. Um, meanwhile, there's also all this this stuff on the Titan that's going on. They're fighting pack leads. Boimler is overwhelmed. He's, uh, you know, he's trying to fit in with the crew uh, of the Titan, but, you know, it's not going so well. He's not fitting in completely. Um, I, ha I have to ask the panel, does anybody actually care about Boimler during this episode? Because I literally even thought he was even more annoying in this episode alone. Out of any other episodes. Now, are we talking about um, uh, Bradward Boimler or William? Well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I guess I guess I have to explain the the Titan one. Uh, the which one was it? Well, I guess it would be the actual the actual one. Well, uh, this this was the episode where he does get separated, right? Or oh, that's right. Into into the yeah. two versions. Hey, Is Cap. The name Brad just feels kind of mad. Hmm? Is it this episode or the next one? I thought it was in this one. No, I could no, be wrong. I think is it's pretty it sure it's this one. Yeah. Um, right. Like, the best thing about this episode is all the callbacks. Like, right. there's he, billions of callbacks in this episode. He gets sent on, like, Boimler gets sent on this under, undercover mission, uh, you know, and they, they, there's like all these other officers. You can see some of them here in the clip here, but they were kind of like, what was it like to be on the Enterprise D? And that must have been so boring on that ship. What a Marriott Convention Center. And they were kind of throwing shade at, like, next generation a bit and the, how and fun the, could it be they had string quartets <laughs> <laughs> that was a great that line. was great yeah like and they they brought up thomas Riker. i don't know how many times before they created william boimler like the his his wow. transporter duplicate you kind of you kind of saw that one coming though at that oh, yeah, point. I was yeah like, you're right now i remember that yeah way too many times um, you know, and so like there's this whole thing where he goes on the away mission with like the group and they're calling it out and they're making the Thomas Riker references and they get trapped at one point and they're all like, We're gonna just gonna have to die here. Like they're they're kinda like these like other type of Starfleet officers that want to be like action heroes, 
right? And they're, you know, but what ends up happening is that Boimler just ends up giving like this whole speech about how like Starfleet it can be boring and like a lot of a lot of the things that uh, I didn't hear it is I didn't join just to fight things. I joined to explore. I didn't join Starfleet to get in phaser fights. I signed up. I signed up Here's to explore, question. to be out in space making new discoveries and peaceful diplomatic solutions. That's boldly going. That's boldly going. Here's a question for the panel. Is Captain Riker way cooler than Commander Riker? Is Captain Riker oh, super enthusiastic about everything and it's awesome? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I think I think the age and the rank has made him even cooler. Riker was already pretty cool, though. Like, let's be honest. But now he just gets to unleash the his full Rikerness. And even like elderly Riker, like in Picard, was still probably the best part of that episode of Picard. <laughs> right. Uh, he was like, "Give me warp in the factor of five, six, seven, eight. Too cool Brewer, for school. I'm starting to think this jam session's got too many licks and not enough cum. Because <laughs> like, just like, punch me a hole. <laughs> Someone punch me a way out. Punching. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, punch me definitely yeah. the shining star of this episode for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of great well there's a lot of great Riker stuff at the end of season one and into the season two. Um, and of course, there is eventually the Boimler transporter duplicate that's created uh, out of this. Uh, what do I have that? Which I think is literally the laziest part of this episode. I think it's maybe over here. Sorry, like, he's already oh, ordered. We need to put Boimler back on the other ship. Uh, how do we do that? Yeah. Right, and we end up getting the creation of William Boimler. Um, I have so many clips; it's hard even to. Pull them up quickly, which I'm sure they'll do something with in subsequent seasons. Oh yeah, which Next Gen never really did, but yeah, Bradward will die and they'll replace him again with William, and he'll start calling himself Bradward again. Well, for a long time, I'm the transporter clone. I was thinking that Boimler, that the one on the Cerritos was William Boimler because he was so good at fighting the Borg. True. Mm, that's true. Splitches of Borg remembers this. <laughs> and you know what? I'd love to be in a string quartet. I love that when Riker was on the Enterprise, he was out there jamming on the trombone and catching love disease and acting in plays and meeting his identical transporter clone Thomas. Of course, you know. And uh, but he, you know, and then he he chooses the name uh, William Boimler. Where's that? Uh, Hey, Cap, the name Brad just feels kind of meh to me now. What do you think of William Boimler? I love it! <laughs> like, right. How often does Riker clean his trombone? He's like, constantly. It's actually a bit of a distraction. I think it might be time to move on. Oh, constantly. It's actually distracting how much he cleans that trombone. Uh, yeah. What would that be? <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot going on uh, with that. Um, and then I'm back on the whole plot line with like with Jet and Mariner and like they they eventually come together and they kind of figure some things out. We didn't talk a ton about that because I just feel like I feel like actually the stuff with Boimler is actually made the better stuff of the episode because we don't get a ton of this new character, Kayshawn. He's trying to kind of turned into a puppet pretty yes. early um, in this episode. <laughs> 
what else we got? Uh, this whole plot line where they have to kind of escape from the the dead collector's ship. Yeah, it's all right, but I don't like remember it a ton. Do you guys? I remember it. I just I only remember it for all the cool shit in the background. Yeah, yeah just a lot of references and how they all tried to collect data. Yeah, uses of Chateau Picard. All kinds of different <laughs> Easter eggs thrown in here. Um, we also know that uh, that that you got to look out for those pips, right? Because sometimes they are not. Sometimes too, they're just corn. Sometimes they're just corn. Half the time when you see someone with wrong amount of pips around here, it's usually just delicious street corn. Yeah. Delicious <laughs> street corn. Coming from the... Uh, I don't know how I feel about street Matthew corn, Matthew McConaughey Dave. of Star Trek. All right, all right, all right. Jet. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Boimler does the actual, the, the original Boimler does come back at, after this whole scene of the street corn, right? He comes back up. Uh, Keishan was no longer a puppet. Uh, that was easy for Dr. Tiana to send him back. And he simply says, well, Shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> and he enjoys it. This is not the first time I've had someone turned into a puppet. This, he'll be all right in an hour. He'll be all right. That was not so bad. Um... Apparently, but Counselor Miglamo, the Birdman, he had played with the puppet a little bit excessively <laughs> before he had been restored. Anyway, let's let's uh, let's get a rating in here for um, Keishan. His eyes open. Uh, Kevin, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, the same. Seven point five. Okay. We were at eight point one before Jody. So now. Kevin's yeah, I'm going to bring it down a bit because I think this is a seven and five, half as well. Yeah, I agree with seven. Kevin on that one. Seven and a half. It's All better right. than the previous one, but it still isn't up at past that eight mark for me. That's all right. Let's uh, well, we're getting the rounded out um, panel here. Okay, let's talk. Let's go to episode three, which was called "We'll Always Have Tom Paris." Um, as you may guess. It was about Tom <laughs> Paris. Uh, so with this one, uh, let me just pull a few things up here. Uh, but we'll go to the plot line first. So um, Mariner and Tendi team up for a mission to retrieve an heirloom for Dr. Tiana. Meanwhile, the Cerritos is visited by Lieutenant Tom Paris, much to the excitement of Boimler, who is hoping to meet him because he collects all the collectible plates, you know. Uh, while all this happens, Rutherford is haunted by the mystery surrounded by the reappearance of a familiar presence. Um, who could that be? Um, spoiler. The best character the in the damn show. That's who. Best character in the whole show. I tend to agree. And, uh, well, the funniest. Especially sure. the person that has the best one-liners anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, where's my... I'm just... So maybe just... Uh, Davin, did you like this episode? I liked that episode. I uh, enjoyed all the nub, nods to Voy, you know. Uh, of course, you know. Well, that's what you say. I call Voy. To, I call, Voy. You know, it really uh, is a time saver. Uh, yeah. Time um, saver. But not when you have to repeat yourself because people are like, what's Voy? And then you just <laughs> you have to explain that. And that's longer than Voy. Some of us barely but... acknowledge that that show exists. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I, I like. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was just trying to find. I like Enterprise, and I get shafted for it all the time. So, I like Enterprise too. It's good. 
You might. Kevin's gonna like yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, I don't think this, that's gonna happen. This wasn't a very memorable episode, really, other than just like the Tom Paris stuff. And yeah, like well, to me, the, him talking to the plates. I yeah. like the other. The other. I like. I like the oh. other story. Oh wait, this is uh, Tayana, or like I. I really like the one Dr. where Tayana. she's getting the sex. The sex statue. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh wait a that, minute! Uh, yeah, you're right. There's some good plot. stuff there. Yeah. yeah. Girls pee. Right. Yeah, we had the course, whole uh, um, Quirks. Quirks franchise in there. Uh, what oh, do we yeah. this one? Looks like we got some strange energies. We got get away from me, Stevens. I collect all. Okay, you know, Quirks so franchising shortly after DS9 makes a lot of sense, considering uh, Rom gave him all that money. In the yeah. last episode. All that will to me, this episode is great but the tom paris thing should have just been a little tiny bit of it and we didn't need all of it because it just runs out at the end like by the time you're done the episode you're just like okay i'm definitely done with tom paris and i actually like the tom paris character this was so, um um oh i lost it i lost what i was gonna say him jumping into a fight because oh, he thinks it's... he's a Kazon or whatever is pretty hilarious this, this was another was... episode that made okay, me that made me think that this was uh, <laughs> that Boimler was William Boimler because the ship doesn't recognize him. Uh, nobody knows the Cerritos like Bradward Boimler. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows the Cerritos. Yeah, he, yeah, he was having this whole thing where the ship didn't know who he was and everything was going wrong. Um, and, oh yeah, another yeah. doors would open, which makes another no yeah. sense at all in the future. But emergency shutdown, the authorization not. Recognize. <laughs> you don't need authorization for emergency. It's an emergency. This, this Boimler theory of Kevin's is going to come to a crescendo by episode 10 here tonight, and it's going to blow our minds. Yeah, very much so. Kevin might be onto something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree that, like, the Tom Paris stuff is like he's here, and it's Robert Duncan McNeil doing the voice and everything, but, like, this is, he, like, it's... he's not as fun of a character as Riker being here. Um, it's so stretched out and just boring. I, Captain I Proton himself, that. Lieutenant Tom Paris. How the fuck does he know he was Captain Proton? That's what I want to know. Boiler Mariner know everything that happened on so every ship. Voyager, Voyager goes back. They finally get back home. And the first thing they decide to share is what Tom Paris was doing in a You're on the holodeck. holodeck. Yeah, right? okay, whatever. He's a celebrity. <laughs> okay. I guess, um, you know, it's so, yeah, and he collects the plates. I collect all sorts of plates. Um, for <laughs> and I love Voy. Yes, the Captain Proton plate. Time. <laughs> really does save time, though. It does. It really does. Yeah. Even on Voy. Wow, that does actually save a ton of time. Yeah, let's but let's also talk about the whole like the girls trip um, part of this, which was Mariner and Tendi on a girls trip. Um, oh, this is the Winter Constellations one, too, isn't it? Yes, that's yes. from. Uh, oh, this Candy's is a cousin. good episode, actually. Yeah. Anything for you, Mistress of the Winter Constellations. <laughs> yeah, this is the whole thing where they, they think that they're going. Because uh, Tiana, her fur was feeling like poison. My fur feels like it's covered in poison. Uh, and they had to go get the. <laughs> it's a Cation libido post. They had to get the Cation libido post. It was actually the box she ended up wanting. Uh, but they, I thought that this pairing was really good. I thought that this whole mission, the whole thing where they went to the Orion base, and, and Tendi was like, "Well, 
There's a lot of stigma around Orions, but you know, like... Uh... There's still a lot of stigma around Orions. A lot of humans think we're all thieves and pirates. Wait. My cousin works in a thieves den in a pirate outpost in this sector. She might be able to help us out. <laughs> Yar ye matey. <laughs> yeah. Just talk like a pirate. Um, yeah, and there was uh, like her cousin. That was one of the sexy bad boys that uh, they were into or she was into. Yeah, and so I thought this was a really one of the stronger episodes, but not because it's Tom Paris. It's more because um, there's the whole there's there's a great plot line I think here with Mariner and Tendi, who hadn't been teamed up that much at this point. Boimler's stuff is funny, like where he's just getting like trapped in the different sections, and the other whole plot line, of course, which was around Rutherford. I don't even think we have any pictures oh, yeah. of that actually, but um, it had to do with Shax is yeah. back from the dead. Um, and he sees dead people. Is that in this episode too? Man, I forgot this yeah. episode entirely. Yeah, it's in this episode that uh, Shax returns. Um, uh, that place did take a lot out of me, but not my killer serve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when, uh, I like how everyone's like, you can't ask them about how they died. Oh, Shax is back? Didn't you die? How the heck did you come back to life? <gasps> He's like, uh, crewman, Lieutenant Junior Gate, Cody, you can't be doing that. You need to get out of here uh, later on. And then Shax... Um, you know, he, he's running into Rutherford, who's like, you saved my life. What happened? You know, everything else. And he's like, we are sparing you from the dark truths. We're sparing <laughs> you dark truths about you know scientific depravity that would haunt you for the rest of your days. Once you know, you can never go back to being the man you were before. Works for me. <laughs> the, the, the thing that I think they missed on this episode that they could have easily done was make it so Shax is some sort of clone that the Romulan Empire has made just to like kind of call everything back that would have been awesome so were you okay the fact that they brought him back to life with, with absolutely sort of this, yeah. he's a character that should have never died died and I, I even I like more that there's no real explanation yeah well the mystery is kind of fun yeah because you're Isn't like, that like the joke it's... is that bridge crew always come back they're like bridge crew always come back like and like there's the whole thing where mariner's like yeah whatever like they come back to life all the time it's what they do maybe they'll address in later episodes that like you know starfleet has a cloning program it's called the black yeah, mountain uh, it's called the black mountain <laughs> you maybe do know that, about the black that mountain the, right? uh, the what now the black mountain is a spiritual battleground your soul goes. it's a spiritual maybe, maybe black mountain is run by tasha yar that'd be better <laughs> Maybe with uh, a clone of Tasha Yar. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, like Jeff, uh, I remember that was, there was just you and uh, I, Davin, when we did this podcast and Jeff, who's loves Shaxx, he missed it. He was like, as you can see, he gave this a, uh, well, no, you can't see because I hit in his column. Um, but Jeff gave this a 10, this episode. Um, so just to keep that wow, in context. You hid your wife. That wasn't cool. <laughs> well, I had to unhide her to bring Jeff's back. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, that was so we can so we'll always have Tom Paris um, it, right now between the four people who have already submitted votes, nine point one. Pretty, it was pretty kind of pretty a bit of a lift from the first two episodes. Do you agree? A lot of drugs you guys were taking. Do you agree, Kevin? I do. I would give this a nine. Uh, a nine, and Jody is probably not going to tie. Not, as a nine. not with you on that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this a. You know what? I'll give it an eight. 
because there is a lot of good stuff in it, especially the especially the sex uh, the sex token thing was probably the best yeah. part of the whole thing. Especially how it ended, where she literally just wanted to sit in the box, like that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I'm, uh, "Screw the post, I just want." Yeah, I don't even want this. I just want the box. <laughs> it's like, oh, she is a cat, basically. <laughs> okay, let's talk about episode four, uh, which was called uh, Mugadu Gumado. Um, this was the one where no. they go to the, 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 the sanctuary, which is run by a bunch of Ferengis. Um, and let's just kind of remind ourselves what happened in this episode. So if, you know, Jody, we do the original series podcast and there was a oh, lot of yes. references here to the Mugato who had previously appeared in an episode called something, uh, played, played by a dog, wasn't it? Uh, it would look like this in the original. Oh no, series. that's right. Yeah, okay. It was like an it actor, like a looked suit. like that dog that they that they transported. It looked like the dog that was in a yeah. different one. Yeah. Uh, the Mugato first appeared in what? I just got it. it's a, it's an episode Can't called. The episode. Uh, it's called a private little war. Oh yes. So the uh, the Mugato. Um, so the, the Cerritos in this episode, they're dispatched to a. Uh, the Cerritos is dispatched to a planet to investigate an unexplained sighting of the dangerous Mugato. Um, did you know, Jody, that you can pronounce their names in many different ways? Uh, no, I did not. There's uh... So I was reading up on the Mugatos. Did you know they have alternative pronunciations? Mugatu, Mugutu, and Gumato? Isn't that neat and inconsistent? And Shax is going to say them all. He's gonna say, oh, you, you can't, you can't do these with these gumados or these mugotos and these mugutus, and um, yeah, fresh, tangy, yeah, you need a poop. Um, <laughs> so in this one, uh, there's this whole. So there was the beginning. That scene was like Boimler and Rutherford, and they're doing a, um, you know, just a fun game of ambu jitsu. Uh, you know, just just for kicks. Uh, innocent there. The greatest you know, that one. test of skill known to man. Man. <laughs> the greatest skill. Is where that the were... Riker and his dad one? Yeah. Yes. That yeah. was the <laughs> one where they were like fighting like with, it's kind of like a, I don't even know what to compare it to. Ambu it Jitsu. reminds me of American Gladiators. Yeah, it's it's kind of like an American Gladiator kind of futuristic thing, right? And like there was this one point where they, they actually get a blow in on Mariner and she was like, oh good. And then she, they're like, oh shit. And yeah, she's 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 got a little S and M kind of thing going on with her. Uh, yeah, there, it's not going so well. Not, here it is. Nothing like some friendly ambo jitsu to work up a sweat. Yeah, uh, and then, yeah, that was the cold open. Uh, then we go to that planet, which is called Fryland Four, and there's like these two Denoblian researchers there. We saw like they do the whole puff fish thing, you know, with their faces, just like Flo uh, Flax or Flox from Enterprise. Um, right, Jody. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, One of the best characters on Enterprise, actually. Which isn't saying much, let's be honest. But. Right. And then we get, then we kind of jump right into the mission at this point with where, you know, they they send um, uh, Shax to lead the the away mission. And he, he's on it with uh, Mariner and... Oh, is this the one with Patengi? Oh, yeah, we had the whole bartender here. So there's this whole bartender named Honus, right? Who or was Otis, like talking about? It? Yeah. Ah, uh, keep your pips on, Billet. <laughs> yeah, he was like, he was the one who was like, oh, let me tell you about that Mariner. She was in the Black Ops. She was, and 
she's been all around here and she's she's a secret spy and she's he, she's like this why would she make friends with the two softest guys on the ship he reminds me of uh do not light that candle <laughs> do not light that candle <laughs> keep your piss on piss. <laughs> bad invoice <laughs> yeah uh in this episode tendy was dealing with this whole thing about um you know, she was kind of getting pushed out by these other nurses, like, let us get in there, let us do it. And Tendi had to kind of learn to assert herself more, uh, you know, and kind of get in there. Uh, where, you know, uh, here. Give me 20 cc's of space, all right? Now that's confidence. You really showed me something today, kid. <laughs> Thank you, doctor. But this isn't your patient, so get the fuck out of our way. Yes, doctor. <laughs> so that's kind of the Tendi storyline. Teana is my favorite. She's just. Bones, if Bones was a cat. A grumpy yeah, cat. Literally a feline <laughs> version of Bones. <laughs> yeah. So there's like her plot line. We got the Rutherford. So Rutherford and, and um, uh, Boimler, uh, you know, they're playing their game about like, let's a compromise. Like they're playing like some kind of like board games. If both sides are equally unsatisfied with the negotiation, you can close the deal. Ready for final offers? Eh, I don't like it. I guess I can live with that. That's a compromise. Yeah. A lot of this. You clearly enjoyed this more than I did. I enjoyed this episode uh, quite a bit. I thought there was a lot of funny jokes in this episode. Everything um, with shacks and the, the you know. No weapons. These magutus are endangered, and their genitals are sensitive to phaser fire. <laughs> the second time they find the pile of. Shit, and he goes to eat it, and she's just like, We get the point, like, we know where he's going. You don't really, ah, oh. I, I want to know, I want to know what animals <laughs> aren't subject to phaser fire on their testicles. Yeah, their genitals are sen sensitive like, to phaser like fire. Like, which ones aren't sensitive? Like, is there, is there some in this universe where, like, literally they can take phaser fire to the crotch and it's fine? Uh, not the Mugu. We're, we're gonna never know. We're gonna never, never know. That's definitely the problem not, the, I have. not these guys. They can't handle it, according to Shax. He's an expert. Um, <laughs> so they they kind of go through the woods. Yeah, they, he eats uh, quite a bit of uh, Mugutu dung. Um, but they eventually they find these Ferengis and they're running like this ring where they're like they're uh, they're using they're taking their horns or poaching them basically. Um, and there's kind of a fight and uh, you know. Just how I like it. Backs against the wall. And this whole fight breaks out, and there's a one part where, like, I think Shax gets like the he gets stung by the or the venom of the Magutu, but uh, and and Mariner has to like suck it out, but they think it's she's sucking his blood out, and there's kind of this misunderstanding where most of the Starfleet officers get captured, but because Rutherford and Boimler ran away, they don't, um, and they they or, well, I guess I guess Mariner does get away for a bit before she's eventually captured as well. But yeah, like so, there's like kind of like that whole thing, and so it kind of it's up to Boimler and um, Rutherford to kind of save the day, and there, there's this whole thing here, um, and they're going through the woods. They, they they do find that guy who was like a Steve Irwin kind of character for um, Patengi. You know. No, I don't write, mate. I've read five books on Mugeos. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I figured I knew enough Mugos. to walk amongst them. Oh, 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 oh. See, I'm not one of their own. <laughs> oh. That was the end of him. Um, I don't know. This something about this episode really made me laugh I, quite a bit. Uh, just some of the like the jokes that they threw in here. It was great having uh, Shax back in in action for this. 
Um, Ferengi with their whips again. The Ferengis with their whips. She's like, you're like some outlast outpost Ferengis. You're not even like good <laughs> Ferengis, you know? And then she's like just throwing shade at them. I'm like, why don't you just replicate stuff? You know, you guys can just replicate stuff, right? Like the, the stuff you buy with latinum, you can just replicate. You guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah, and then there was like, there's just the whole thing with like uh, how Rutherford and uh, Boimler, they basically solve it by like, why don't we just make a business pitch to these Ferengi? And it works. What if I told you, you could earn 150% more latinum with live bogatos rather than dead ones? You know, uh, and we also got more about the whole like Tiana and uh, Shaq's romance, right? Where she, when she get, he gets, when they eventually do get back to the ship. Mukutu venom can have latent effects, so I'll need to check on you later in your quarters. <sighs> I just got my physical. I could heal you all night. Oh my god, this is the one with the physical too. This is my that's my favorite part. It's like it, it, she resists like a cat trying to get a bath. I, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, there's just a lot of fun. Like I uh who wrote this episode? I gotta I need to look back. Uh this was Ben Rogers, who does the voice of Stevens, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh the one who uh loves um ransom. Anyway. Ben Rogers is the voice of this one. Okay, let's give a rating to this one. Kevin, Mugato, Gumato. Another nine. Another nine. Jody? Uh, I'm still eight on this one. All right, we're going to move on to episode five, which was called An Embarrassment of Duplers. Uh, how embarrassing it is, quite frankly, to... Uh, Your to paw is weak and it disgusts me. That's... <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I know I got that somewhere. Uh, Why do we encourage him? We're like five episodes Your in. Your power is weak and it disgusts me. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the uh, an embarrassment of duplers, which um, doesn't feel that long ago, Davin, that we watched this. But I guess it was uh, over five weeks. Five ago. weeks ago. <laughs> not my favorite. Yeah, not my favorite. So in this no, one, Mariner. This the premise is Mariner and Boimler try to track down the location of a legendary Starfleet party, while the bridge crew deals with an insecure alien diplomat who is the Dupler in, uh, to speak of. Uh, Freeman doesn't even understand. You know, or you know, ransom. How did we get on Dupler duty? How did that happen? The thing uh, I love about this episode is that the whole episode just revolves around getting to a party. Like that's the mission. The mission is getting invited to the exclusive party that they would, uh, and we, we we get like more information about like the California class and the and the on the Starfleet officers who serve in on this ship, this class of ship, seem to be a lower class or less highly regarded group or sect Dave, of Starfleet. Just, just so you know, uh, Jamil's waiting to come in. Oh, is he? No. Oh. Hey, Jamil. I've been waiting for like an episode. Hey, you gotta you gotta say something. It's not my fault. I can't see it. I can't I can't see anything. I, I actually did it in the um the uh the presentation private only private chat and that was oh. ignored as well. Oh yeah, you're right. There's one waiting. There we go. I have it on the other one so I can see all the viewer comments. Yeah, no well welcome Jamil. Sorry. Uh welcome. I missed you, Jamil. Uh, did you want to, Did you want? Did you have something to say about an embarrassment of duplers or any of the episodes before that we? Uh... Uh, previous episode, um, 
was enjoyable. Uh, the whole mispronunciation was because of Bones. We mentioned it during the episode when yeah. we uh, re- initially reviewed it. Um, Duplers, um, I liked it because it reminded me of um, John Lovitz. Like they just got oh, a, right. a sub in for John Lovitz in there. And for a tender while, tender while, the critic came back for a little bit. Oh no, I duplicated! This is so embarrassing! See, to me, the 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 reference of of that Jamil, I think you're right, but unfortunately, it's the cameo on The Simpsons version of the critic. Oh yeah, which I didn't like. So, <laughs> but right, it's just got a little it bit of Jay stinks. Sherman in your life. It stinks. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> we also have like this whole plot line with Rutherford and Tendi in this episode, right? Because um, they're building this, like the model Cerritos together. And uh, they, I guess they did this in season one, but we didn't see it. And Rutherford, because Rutherford lost all his memory, uh, he starts to get confused when he sees, he finds like these instructions that he's written to himself and he doesn't know what they mean. And uh, Tendi's kind of trying to, uh, you know, get him off the scent. And I guess what we find out is that, you know, that she just wanted this to kind of go on and on. She was just trying to drag it out. Or I guess they both were. Is that what happened? Yeah. Um, like he, well, he purposely uh, put confusing instructions to make sure that he never completed it. Because part of the whole thing is just, you know, spending the time, you know, doing it. I uh, wholeheartedly understand Rutherford. Uh, one of my favorite games of all time is uh, Final Fantasy VII. And uh, to the point where I've actually never been the game. I just restart the game. Um, I, I, I've never I've finished that it. same problem. I, I just did as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to the, the third experience. disc, though. Yeah, third disc multiple times. I just yeah. enjoy the. Sometimes the destination isn't as important as the journey. Maybe it's Very not the much. destination. Maybe it's the journey. Um, I also, agree. let's. Okay, who else we got? We also had Boimler and the unknown. Boimler and Mariner in this one. So they were all they're all trying to get to the party, right? And the you know and Mariner's like they only invite people from capital ships, like the Titan, I guess whatever and she's like well what about your your duplicate who he 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 throws a lot of shame at william boimler they already don't get along you never get along with your your transporter duplicate do you (laughs) um you know but they're like well you can impersonate him because he's occupied with the pack leads on the other side of the system or something so they come up with this whole plan i even like there was like even this whole reference like well were we wear our dress uniforms and they get the scants out and she's like nobody wears those nobody wears those anymore (laughs) I liked those. I liked those. Uh, those. Um, the scans. Uh, the scans. I was. I was for them. But you know. Uh, so I don't have a lot of sound clips from this episode. Or but uh, there's. Definitely... That's a shame. Oh, yeah, you don't like. The sound. <laughs> there was a lot of sequences I enjoyed about this. One, the animation really stands out, especially with the chase sequence. You're you're kind of like I was kind of taken aback. Oh, in the by... car. Yeah, that is pretty cool. It's it's pretty like. You know, they could have, you know, half-assed it, but no, they they put in the work there. Uh, there was a kind of enjoyable sequence of the, I believe, the gentleman raking in the park. Uh, that sequence was pretty um, <laughs> enjoyable. Um, I, I the, the ending kind of pulls on the heartstrings a little bit. Um, I, I didn't mind. Oh, the aviary. <laughs> That's right. 
the aviary. Yes. <laughs> aviary. I, I didn't find this episode too bad. Um, in retrospect, the like the back half of the the season is much stronger than the first half. But yeah. I found that the season as a whole, especially even up to this point, was a lot more <laughs> enjoyable and consistently enjoyable in comparison to the up and down mess that was the first season. And you know, sometimes I like a mess, but I also like you know a more steady incline. Right. Yeah. Um, there was also like the Mizarian who they were. He was trying to get them to smuggle. What was it? Bubble bath. Commander Data. Bu- bubble yes. bath in this. <laughs> in yes. this episode. Uh, well, it could have been lore though. Could have been. There have been a cut. There was a couple lores. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We see appearance of Quark's um, bar franchise. We do. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, on the For chase. The and, time. and they eventually end up at this other bar, which uh, Kirk and, like, we, well, we have here the whole Kirk and Spock um, carved in there. Uh, <laughs> and then their name's right next to it. Which is kind of, like, kind of my favorite part of the episode is sort of like how it ends. Because, you know, there, there's this whole thing where they were able to get the, the, uh, the duplers to stop duplicating based on uh like insulting them because if you if you try to like tiptoe around them it doesn't work so much so that's where we had like your paw is weak and it disgusts me yeah <laughs> your paw is weak who do you and think it uh, disgusts me who do you think carved that kirk or spock kirk yeah yeah do you do you find spock that did a better job <laughs> Outside it's always of, the person. It's always the person first. The first person writes the names. You don't write. So, you don't. Oh, yeah, you don't write yeah. somebody else's name first, and then. Since go when is me. this a rule? I just don't think you would, unless it's a couple. Well, maybe it could have been Kirk. Kirk would go any way you wanted. Let's be yeah. honest. Are we shipping Mariner and Boimler? Dave. Dave has five books on carving things into wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's read five books. Yes, he's read and the Wikipedia's. Books. Yes, yeah, correct. I've read all the wikis on them as well. Of course. Now, who, what other duo do you think would have visited the spar as well? Mm. Uh, Chief and uh, Bashir. Okay. Oh, Brian and, and Brian oh, and yeah. Bashir would would visit it. Um, maybe Tom Paris and Kim. Paris and Kim, Proton and Buster themselves. Um, that's it. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ma- oh maybe uh, maybe Archer and Porthos. Archer and Port. I was gonna say Archer and Tucker. No, Tucker. Uh, Tucker yeah, is too busy. He's too busy. <laughs> yeah, that and he's dead. It's a bit. He's dead. <laughs> All Spoilers. right, let's, uh, let's let's give okay, Kevin and Jody. So, how do you guys want to rate uh, an embarrassment of duplers? Eight and a half. Again, I don't know what drugs you're on, but I want some. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do seven and a half on that one. You're only you're only separated by a half a point. I don't know if it's uh, drugs are needed. If you just focus on the guy raking leaves, We're separated by one episode. point. One yeah. point. <laughs> if you That's know how numbers work, Dave. If you know how numbers work, you got a bloody Excel spreadsheet here, Dave. Come on. 
Come on. All right. Let's talk about the spy <laughs> humongous, which is the sixth episode of uh, season two. Uh, what would be a good image? Okay. So this is the one with um, the club. They're called the red shirts. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that's good. Yeah. This so is where the season started getting better. Uh, yeah. Opinion. Right. There was uh... ever Jennifer, especially Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer is the best character they added. What do you is want, she, Jennifer? That's what I'm shipping. Yeah, she's great. Mariner uh, and Jennifer. Mariner so and rumor Jennifer. has it she's going to have a much bigger uh, part in next season. She seemed to be. Like, there, there's a few of these. Like, even this guy who was, like, he was set up in season one. I can't even remember his name. No one uh, cares. No one cares. It's just, yeah. But Jennifer is much better. What do you want, Jennifer? <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's talk about this one. Uh, this had a lot of good things in it, I thought. Um, so the Spy Humongous, which is the main promise is there's a, an anomaly consolidation day on the USS Cerritos. This leaves the lower deckers kind of to do some work they, they're not too excited to be doing, uh, which is kind of like um, taking all the, like, the scientific samples that are kind of been left and to deal with it all. Meanwhile, we also have this plot line where it's uh, Captain Freeman. She's been assigned to talk to the Paclids on Paclid Planet, yes. as it's known. <laughs> which they well, what else are they going to call it? Planet, which they call <laughs> Paclid Planet. Makes sense. Uh, Starfleet entrusted me with this mission. Janeway. Yeah, we. Should... Oh, I have that. Don't worry. Uh, you beat Janeway. <laughs> You Janeway. Uh... We tricked you, Janeway. We never wanted peace. Rumda was a spy. <laughs> what did you learn, spy? The Enterprise has the biggest bathrooms ever. <laughs> so great. <laughs> the sad thing is, I actually watched a video today that actually mentioned the bathrooms on the bridge of the Enterprise D. I don't know why, but they did. Yeah, they only had two sinks. Two sinks and a toilet, Dave. Was there three seashells? No. No sonic shower? No seashells, no no communal shower. No sonic shower off the bridge, no. Lost my place here. There's three on the captain's yacht. Get off my yacht! <laughs> right. So there's a so yeah, everything here with the we tricked you Janeway and there's a lot of good stuff here. But uh Davin, like thinking about how this this season ended um with like Freeman gets framed for destroying Pocalypse. Does it get does it give this episode any call more back weight? To this episode. Yeah, it is a big call. Yeah, I think it does actually. If Gomez yeah. doesn't come That's back, I'm watching. rioting. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I love uh, Sonia Gomez. Yeah. She, she why was, why yeah. Sonia Gomez? Because she was like a crush of mine when I when I watched it originally. Oh. <laughs> oh, for sure, man. She was Aww. like, oh, look at that girl. Aww. Two episodes we got of her in TNG, you know. Not just one, two. He used to spill coffee on himself. Just to... <laughs> Hot chocolate. <laughs> Hot chocolate. Jamil, Jamil, similar question. Uh, just with the, the whole the whole plot line of the Paclids and their ongoing roles and antagonist, and like this 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 particular episode, because there's Rumdar 
who claims to be this guy <laughs> seeking seeking exile, yes. but they kind of figure out he's like, why don't you take me to the warp core? <laughs> why don't you show me <laughs> your shields your now? Can I get your codes now? <laughs> right. And we, we talked about a little bit of, the, of, of this uh, at the time, but uh, we kind of enjoyed uh, Ransom teamed up with Kayshawn in this yeah, episode. That was also good too. Uh, the yeah. fact that uh, like they were kind of like these this idiot duo who were supposed to watch Rumdar, and they're like they turn around and he was using the biggest bathrooms ever because he just went uh, <laughs> to um, airlock a space yeah airlock and found himself. They wouldn't even give that poor wouldn't even give that poor Packlet a Rito shirt. A Rito. They wouldn't even <laughs> give him a Rito's. They gave him the U.S. They gave him the full brand with the silhouette. They give those away. You got to be a crew member to get a Rito shirt. Yeah, I think you got to be crew member for sure. Does <laughs> anybody wouldn't. have a problem with how this this series portrays the Packlids, though? <laughs> no, I like <laughs> it a lot. This is a Packlid stands that are just like, this well, is unfair the problem to that them. I have is the Packlid episodes in Next Gen. They only one. They even go, well, yeah, that's true. But the... the they even say it's not that they're stupid; it's just they don't have the communication skills. But yet they're portrayed as stupid in this, um, like really dumb. Like red alarm, red alarm, red alarm. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with you that they were trying to soften maybe how dumb they were in the in that one episode yeah. they appear in. And Lord X is like, no, they're just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, they're just <laughs> a bunch of stupid guys who can't even name a fucking planet correctly. Yeah, like, wait, wait, what's wrong with they ca- being called uh, Packlid Planet? Which they call Packlid Planets. What's wrong with that it's, name? It's if like they're simple. Ship, that the, makes perfect sense. The, the, hey, actually, like Packlid. Hey, like, those miners are stealing right. our snacks. In, in this series, they're portrayed as all Forrest Gumps. Yeah. And in the original series, the original series episode, you figure out that it's just they don't know how to communicate. But yet uh, they are smart. Well, they're not. They're not necessarily smart. They're just not complete. Yeah. They, they can. They can run a spaceship. They're well, resourceful. They can get can into they? space. They clearly have something going on. But they, they steal most of it, don't they? So they're yeah. resourceful. Fuck, Look, humans couldn't I'm, even get into space for a while. Like, come on. I'm just saying we name we could have named our planet ground. So we <laughs> let's did. not well a different <laughs> name, but it could have <laughs> been just ground. It is right? technically Earth ground. ground. Yeah. <laughs> right. So Packed Planet isn't firm ground. <laughs> All right. Obviously, I care more about the Packlids than the rest of you. Let's move on. <laughs> it's a beautiful planet uh, and culture, Jody. Um, they we met the that, but, uh, we met the first Packlid woman in this episode, the Packlid Queen. Yes. Before she's killed, but then there's like the Packlid King that comes, and then the my Packlid helmet King. is not big enough. My helmet <laughs> is not big enough for that. I need a bigger helmet. Um, <laughs> and when we did the Star Trek Radio Theater, I think that the fact that we cast. Chris Seymour as the Packlid was like, uh, well, and Kevin played the other Pac-Lid, but yeah. yeah, but he it was. But just if like, you did an episode of this, it would be insulting for Chris to do this. Uh, uh, maybe yeah. I think, I, I think Chris he is not it. dumb. So no. yeah, well, correct. Um, he's not dumb. He's hey. not dumb. He just does a lot of foolish things <laughs> and has he enjoys some, life. Sometimes he has some hard. opinions that are. Yes, unique. Yes. But 
Uh, I digress. <laughs> um, yeah, and just so everything with the pack leads, like I don't know, like uh, if they if they want to try to portray their softer or more intellectual side in the future, I'm sure. Um, or the you know their more nuanced side or some diversity amongst their culture, sure. Like just like not all Klingons are the same either. So we're just these are the particular pack leads we're meeting. Um, let's talk about the other. Let's go talk about the storyline that's going on with uh, what's it, basically it's attendee Tendi's enthusiasm versus Rutherford and Mariner, right? Because we find out that she actually got them got them this assignment, which is kind of like the garbage duty of being on Starfleet. It's like random sample day, and you got to go around and take these samples that have been collected, and they could all do things. Like one tried to turn Rutherford into a balloon man. There was like this slug that tried to eat Tendi, and what did? Uh, eat Tendi and pooped her out, right? Yes. Um, there was just all these things, and then she eventually turns into a scorpion for part of this episode. Um, you know, just kind of, she gets her enthusiasm gets um, gets gets squashed, but it, it comes. It actually ends up being Boimler who who uh, gets her out of it you, by just being a fool and making her laugh because it been set up earlier in the episode that when he got sprayed with the um, the food dispenser, the replicator that. That just cracked her up when he when she gets there. You can see a little bit of that here on his shirt, and this is when he got recruited to the red shirts, which is the other plot line of this episode. So all these th- these three things are kind of all happening together, um, and I think that's maybe one of the stronger parts of this episode is that like all three of these storylines really are distinct in my mind about how I remember them uh, from this twenty two minutes. Um, you know, I thought that the just the whole thing with him in this episode where he gets like the shoulder pads and the muscle suits that like all the TNG guys had to wear under their the uniforms yeah. and the hair. And, you know, and he, and he gives that like speech on the, on the bridge, but then there's like the whole thing like, well, you got to look at who these captains keep around them. <laughs> you don't want to be with those crew referring to Tandy and Rutherford and the rest of them, you know, like, um, we're in Starfleet, but they work in Starfleet or whatever the hell they say, you know. Um, we're the red shirts, man. I mean, it's a sound invincible. Like, we can't get defeated. Uh, but that, you know, the Boimler, you know, the, they think that it's all about inspirational speeches and things. And when things do, when the whole thing with Tendi happens and she turns into the Scorpion, they're like, watch out, everybody. I will give you a speech. And you see like everyone's like <laughs> eyes like getting glossy and they're all like, Ooh, tell us, uh, tell us how to do this. You know? And then Boimler's like, what are you doing? Well, we're inspiring the crew. And he's like, we are the crew. And like, this is where <laughs> You're I the do like, we're the same rank. What are you talking about? Right. But this is like, I, I think I find it relatable because it's just, it just speaks to how people are uh, ambitious without sort of any kind of, uh, plan or goal in their careers um and so yeah like but also when you have that group that you're working with and it's like everyone has their own job but one group thinks that they're so much better than everyone else and you're like no bro you just do that specific job like but we're the same don't have it you know mistaken and of course when push comes to shove they suck right and everyone else has to pick up their slack so it's it's just like real life. My it is real just life. like real life. You're right. Exactly. My real life. <laughs> Middle management, <I'm> IT. <laughs> uh, I had an IT issue yesterday, <laughs> where I'm like, "Hey, how long is this gonna? <laughs> how long is this uh, problem gonna be uh, take to solve?" And he just kept looking up to me nervously, and I'm like, "Like, like, 
are you gonna tell me? Yeah, like I was like, is it gonna happen? Could it happen? Are you like able to do it? And he was like, uh, uh, and I'm like, screw it. And I just like bypassed him and you know got something. I, to, I learned a long time in my well 25 plus years of IT to listen to what Scotty says. You always quote higher than you need to. And it's totally yeah, you, always, you always triple your repair. Management aspects. wants everything ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's that of simple. Course. You don't just, tell them how long it really takes to you. You didn't. No, you didn't tell them, did you? <laughs> of course I did. I asked a simple question. I'm like, it's a wireless display. It's not there in the room. It should be there. Like, do you think you'll be able to hook it up? Um, give me a second. And I'm like, okay. He's probably like. How do you hook up a wireless thing? <laughs> and I'm like, do you think you, like, it could happen or it's going to happen? <laughs> and he's like, um. My response is, did you put a ticket in? I love that one. <laughs> oh, ticket. Mm, I love that. Um, <laughs> and then I went into a room. I came back out and I didn't see him. And I'm like, IT, uh, like, they left us. Dude screwed us over. Um, I didn't check behind me because that's where he was standing. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, I just got to solve my own problem. So I, I just got a TV. I rolled a TV. I'm like, I'm just going to do it myself. Yeah, nothing makes IT guys happy than you guys doing it yourself. Yeah. It's, I, I figured out that he wasn't going to help me out after I basically told him off. <laughs> and I did see him. Like, Probably not. Well, with, with, did you prank call them like they prank called uh, Armus the skin of evil? Uh, okay, so they get some kind of Good part segue. of the what part of what they get is out of this episode is that they um, they get this stone that <laughs> they can use to prank call any planet in the galaxy. That's apparently its power. It was one of the random samples from Random Sample Day. And uh, speaking of Tashiar Jody, uh, the one mm -hmm. who killed Tashiar Armus. They were like, uh, why that are you so dumb? Bastard. Yeah, he's like, I just wish I had somebody to torture. Uh, here's here is is he originally appeared in Star Trek: The Next Generation? Just a big, a man with really really shows you that season one finesse, you know? Oh yeah, look at that production value. That's like episode twenty three or something. Why do why do people like transport like urine and and feces? Uh, down to this. <laughs> that's awesome. Just, oh, you have you have a figure? I can't believe he has a figure. <laughs> you know what? Your figure. stock just went up with me, Devin. <laughs> yeah. My feelings Even are a little bit stuff. hurt because I thought my wonderful idea was getting praised, but never mind. I'm sorry. Well, you were gonna, you were gonna uh, get them, yeah. But anyway, just references. Uh, let's let's maybe rate um, the spy humongous. Which yes. was, I guess, which yeah, this was going to uh, turn into the longest episode ever of uh, what of this show. <laughs> well, yeah, because <laughs> we're talking podcast. about we're talking about ten pod episodes in one podcast. Indeed. Okay. You, you never listened to any of our um, Marvel Universe um, podcasts, have you? Oh, is that still a thing? <laughs> the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe is that still a thing? still a thing? Oh, okay. Kevin, what did you think about the Spy Humongous? This is a ten. A ten. Oh, a ten. Yeah. Okay. Oh my! I only gave yeah. one ten this season. Only one ten. Uh, it's probably the best episode to do it on. I agree. But anyway, uh, I guess you want mine. Uh, it is not a ten. Uh, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. I'm okay. giving out a lot of eights tonight. 
You're giving me eight isn't high bad. Eight isn't bad. Your average so far. You're already beating your season one average. Well, that because ain't hard. This season is better than the last one. I agree. Okay, let's move on to episode seven. This is called Where Pleasant Fountains Lie. And this is an episode that features Lieutenant Commander Billups quite a bit. Uh, oh, is we... this the... Oh, God, this is a terrible episode. No! <laughs> this is the you worst didn't... episode of the season. No! <laughs> you didn't like this episode. Oh, this is so stupid. It's such a waste of time. Oh, I disagree. Anyway. Uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't hate this, but let's, uh, fi- let's, let's, let's break it down. I don't like the character to begin with, so I guess that's probably part of it. Yeah, so we, we, we meet um, Mariner and Boimler are stranded on an uninhabited planet in this episode with a sentient computer, which is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. Again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and then um, on the Cerritos, Lieutenant Commander Billups must prove his engineering abilities to an old adversary. That's the teaser. So uh, we start off mom. with, yeah, it's Freeman and Ransom starting off this episode as we meet Agamus, which was the, the, the one that's voiced by Jeffrey Combs. Where's that? Oh, this is great. Computer thing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh. The evil computer. Uh, so this is at some planet that they found. I guess they're like, we're going to take this to the Daystrom Institute where it can go into a prison with all the other evil computers that uh, that we've found over the years. And then we meet, uh, There's when they get back to the ship, we also meet Queen Polonia, who uh, turns out to be Billup's mother. She's on a ship called the Monavine. Uh, and so I guess they're humans, but they're they're kind of like a like a like or a, humanoid, at least humanoid. Like I, I'm still according to memory. Like everybody alpha, else in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> according to the memory alpha, I think they were humans who just were a bunch of Renfair people who went and found a colony. I think yeah, I don't think that there are different. I think species. they're cosplayers. Yeah, they're just a, they're <laughs> just like, a, like to think of them. a colony yeah. of humans um, that went off and decided to be really dedicated to Renaissance fair. Comic-Con uh, went really far that one year. Yeah, and they're like, hey, Captain Freeman, our ship has got a problem. The Dragon's uh, engine doesn't fire, doesn't work anymore because they change all the terms to sound like medieval times. Instead of techno babble, they have Renault babble. They have Renault babble. Um, and, good, good uh, but this is apparently not the first time this has happened, as Freeman tells us, where, uh, you know, Billups has... Uh, you know, his mother's shown up before. She doesn't think he belongs to Starfleet. He's the crown prince, and she's trying to trick him into sex so that he'll have to become the king. That's the whole thing about it. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, I don't know. Kevin, did Stupidest you enjoy- plot of the season. Did you enjoy, <laughs> did you enjoy this plot line with Phyllis? No, not even a little bit. Not even well, good. I'm glad all. I'm not the only one. The uh, more of the Jeffrey Combs. Absolutely. Plotline, I love that one. This, garbage. Didn't like it at all. It did seem very Rick and Morty Floopy Land-esque. Um, uh, to say that, though, is an insult to Rick and Morty. Uh, it, it, th- this kind of seems like a Rick and Morty type of thing where it's like, oh, um, Rick has to go help this alternate dimension, which is a medieval one, and you know, science isn't really science. It's medieval magic. That sounds and... way better than what this is. It, it seems like it's in the same vein, <laughs> my opinion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I like, I, I didn't feel it quite that way about it. Um, I thought that Queen Polonia, for instance, this she really reminded me of L- Loxana Troy. 
Like she's it's like. Oh, that's not selling me on it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, Where's we got here? Like uh, you don't need to kick it while it's down, Dave. Yeah. The Jeffrey Combs sequence is so super strong, though. Yeah. At it the is. same time, and yeah, I enjoyed so, the Agamus is tough here. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm not going to kill the episode. I enjoyed the Rutherford um, interactions with this weird world as opposed to the the main story of that with Billups. I like Rutherford's interaction with that scenario more so than anything. So that's why I wasn't too hard with this episode. Yeah, let's talk about the the, the Mariner and Boimler plotline is very different, uh, very separate from everything going on with Billups, um, which is more. Sorry, Rutherford. Rutherford. That's, Rutherford. What, that's what you're looking for. Good. Yes, Mariner and Boimler, right? Is yeah. that right? But um, I like the Rutherford's um, interaction with the uh, Billups's whole world. Yeah, he's just like, well, it can be a little bit distracting, um, you know. Where's but yes, yeah, so let's talk about um, um, Mariner and Boimler. Mariner and Boimler. Okay, let's talk about them. So they uh, they go on the shuttlecraft to Earth, and what was it? Boimler was going to get assigned something interesting, and Mariner kind of got in the way of that, as I recall. Uh, he was yeah. oh he, yeah, because he was going to be. He was going to get. Clean, he was cleaning a phaser rifle. Yeah, he was cleaning a phaser rifle, and he was getting ready to go on a mission to wrangle a giant centipede. That would, but Mariner, Mariner somehow. Said, yeah, she she said that he couldn't do it. She said you won't be able to do this. So she got him assigned to this mission to take uh, the Jeffrey Combs uh, AI over to the Daystrom Institute for a bit of a trip here, um, which he's not too happy about. Uh, so they get on the shuttlecraft, and she's trying to cheer him up, but they, when they got reassigned the mission, um, they say once we'll drop him off, we'll go to the, we'll go get some Okinawa ramen. Uh, but then, as she says it, classic Starfleet shuttle crash. Uh, you know, there you're going, you're going, and I, don't know, I think I have a photo of a crash here. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you're in Starfleet, why would you ever get into a shuttle? <laughs> I don't know, but but it happened. Like, how many times have we seen this scene in Star Trek? They're like, we're on a shuttle. Oh no, we're gonna crash. Oh wait, good thing there's a, just happened to be a planet there, and they just happened to land. It's always an M class planet. It's always yeah. an M class planet, but it's not a nice M class planet. No, it's like borderline not M class. It's border. It's borderline, but and, it, you and, can crash and, there. And teleporters never work on that. Yeah. They never work, and when you crash, nothing in the shuttle will be uh, intact except for the people inside. They somehow survived, but the rations will be gone. Always happens. have to fix the distress beacon. Always. Oh, That's the true, distress yeah. beacon doesn't work. We got to get to higher ground. I, would, I was hoping that when they crashed, they would like get entities like taking over their bodies and then trying to take command of the Cerdos. You know, I, I, I thought that's that would have been cool. There's always uh, too much Calvinite in the mountains. There's too much. Oh, there's too much. Oh, there's too much. So yes, there's too much Calvinite. Whatever here. That um, Calvinite is the worst. It's yeah, and so like there's just there's a lot of like them just kind of being stranded together, I guess, for most of this. Um and you know, and they got Jeffrey Combs, the Agimus, who's like trying to why don't you use me to help repair your <laughs> devices? Why don't you get me? Solve you know, all your problems for you. We can solve your point <laughs> and like Mariner's like, No, stop talking to that thing. He's an evil robot. And he, or whatever he is, and he's going to take over. Don't, you know, and, and Boimler's a little bit more willing to maybe work with him or, as we find out, use him. 
uh, to get what he wants, not being a complete idiot. So that Mariner, I guess the whole point of their storyline is like Mariner really underestimates him uh, quite a bit. Uh, because she remembers know. him from season one when he was Bradward Boimler, not William Boimler. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, here it comes. Yeah, you will. You've been boimed. to go. I can't wait. You've been boimed. You've been boimed. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, and so like the whole thing where she eventually admits, well, he's like Adjimus, the Jeffrey Combs thing. He's like trying to get him to, uh, you know, work against her. They're tr he's trying to sow doubt, and um, you know, eventually, uh, Boimler phasers Mariner and knocks her out. You know, and uh, I like I just I only have the one clip of Jeffrey Combs. She had it coming. I will produce a whole fleet of murder drones. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs is probably one of my favorite actors in Star Trek. I love him. Yeah, he's been so many great characters. So many good characters. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. loved his stint even on Enterprise. It was great. So it seems like everyone's pretty high on this, like on this plot line with Mariner and Boimler and with the Jeffrey Combs guest star. But just back to like, you know. We just skip over this and rate it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my, chief, my chief blacksmith is baffled. My chief blacksmith is simply baffled by the loss of power, so I don't know what you can do. At this point, honestly, I would have took uh, uh, Troy's mom for sure. Wow. Like, yeah. Yes. This is just so stupid and boring. We find out that Andy Billups, his real name is Andorithio. Prince Andorithio! <laughs> just it's call me such Billups. It's an honor Thank to you. bask in your glory. Our beloved yeah. Prince Andorithio okay, has returned. Anyway. Uh, so it seems like Jody and uh, and Kevin aren't fans of Prince Andorithio. Um, <laughs> no shit. Pull this down. Let's 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 get to the ratings for where Pleasant Fountains lie. Um, Kevin, you're first. <sighs> Seven, because that second plot is so good. This this would have been a nine. And then they added that shit. So it's a seven for me as well. I'm taking two off. Okay. So brought down the rating. Okay. Let's move to episode eight. I excretus of Borg, uh, which I'll just get the, the pictures going here. Uh, so this one was uh, a little bit, this is a little bit more uh, recent in memory as we're getting closer to the end here. Um, and this one is the, where a consultant arrives on the Cerritos to run drills that require the lower decks and the bridge crew to like swap duties. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, so Jody, you were, you were enjoying this one. I love this episode. This is probably almost, it's probably one of my most favorite episodes of the season for sure. What, it's uh, hard to, for me to pick because the last three episodes of the season are all solid. So right, they were they were. I, I agree. I agree with that general assessment that they were getting even stronger as we were going, um, and we had the. So we we start off this episode with uh, with the the lower deckers. They're working on the outside of the ship. I love this. They're repairing something, um, a satellite. They're just I guess left because they're fucking tools and no one cares. And <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're just left behind uh, because there's. Some, I guess there's. Oh yeah, they get the. It's like there's that would happen Baker's, on the Enterprise. The USS Bakersfield, or I have a time. Uh, we got a distress call. Oh, we just got it again because they're like in a time loop. They're in a causality loop. Yeah, a causality, causality loop. loop. Yeah. So they they go them and they leave them behind and they guess they get stuck there for six hours. Um, and uh, they almost die from it, but they don't. 
And so I just that's... love how Tendi's just like, she's fine. Like, everybody else is kind of like, what are we going to do? And she's just kind of like, yeah, just chill out here for a while. Wise plan. <laughs> Every Wise time plan. I see that, that Shax thing. <laughs> oh, which one? This one? <laughs> no, the other one. <laughs> With them no, Donna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that. an interesting couple, huh? Uh, uh, that's probably how he got the scratch on his eye. Yeah. Okay. Let's. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Actually, that'd be a good like. God, uh, I hope it, they put that in. And it would still. It, then it would be the same thing as like uh, Nick Fury. Yeah. You know, you getting his, yeah. Cat. His, his eye scat up, scratched up by a cat, which was a letdown. Okay. So then, so there's like this whole thing after that aftermath is like this this um this other this drill instructor shows up the Pandaronian. Who is like the species that can divide her themselves into three, and I had never heard of this. I, I thought this was something they had made up for the um, for the thing, but actually, no. It was actually Jeremy who is actually still in the comments right now. Uh, he said he was the one who said that they're actually from the animated series, Star yes, Trek the animated series, which is canon. Good catch. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't like matter, that Jamil. Jamil doesn't. You don't even say the word canon. He'll just say it doesn't matter. No, because it Everybody doesn't. Has their own Cannons opinion. to the left of me. Cannons to the right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. Matter. Yeah. So th there's all like these series of like the uh, these drills that they have to go through. These different, basically mini holodeck scenarios. Which and they're all these... awesome. Every single one of them. Right. The first one we get is Mariner on the holo uh, in the mirror universe or whatever. <laughs> which uh, is cool. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. They're Make like, it what do you are Mariner. That's a good way to summarize this episode. It's a lot of fun. It really is. Yeah, I like uh, who uh, the mirror shacks, which is just a hologram. But he's like, who dareth bump into me? Who dareth bump into me? <laughs> oh, hi, dareth. I double dog dareth. Ha! Oh! Okay, good. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like the... the he's actually the more mirror, relaxed in the mirror universe. The mirror Billups and Rutherford, which is also one of my favorite clips. Oh, nothing makes me hornier than torturing <laughs> someone. I'm horny all the time. And being horny always gets me in the mood to torture. Well, you've been <laughs> this whole day to that cycle. <laughs> you too? <laughs> it's a cyclical cycle. Uh, we also had... Uh, um, oh my god. Tendi. No, the wharf episode, yeah. Yeah, Tendi had to do a medical scenario uh, where she had to treat like a Klingon who wanted to... We have to give this Klingon an, an honorable death! We have to get this warrior an honorable death stat! Get me 300 cc's of any type of poison! I have to die! They have giant hearts! So many backup organs! Sir! I have to die! So many backup organs! So It's so hard to kill them, but they all want to die! Yeah, well, they have like... Four hearts and eight lungs or something. Oh my god! What yeah, are you it, doing to this Klingon? He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive. What are you doing? This is not how you treat him, <laughs> right? Uh, there was like there was also a scenario. Oh, there was the there was the Rathacon scenario. Which one's the next one? Oh yeah, the, there was the the Cowboy Land one. Where's that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I have it. There it is. Which was kind of based on um the way of the gun or whatever. Yeah. Spectre of the gun. I think we Spectre lost that. Yeah. Um, Spectre of the gun uh, as well. Yeah. And there was so different scenarios. Yeah. The one, the, there he is. Uh, there was the one with, with, as we mentioned, which kind of showed here quickly, where, where Rutherford has to be like a, like a chief engineer on like a constitution class. And basically they give him his version of a Kobayashi Maru. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, but basically they all fail. No, nothing's going well except for Boimler, who's been in like this Borg scenario, and he like I think he goes through it the first time and he gets. Um, hearing something. Yeah, I think it's Devin. Devin, are you washing dishes? No. <laughs> Hold on, I'll be back. <laughs> To go wash those dishes. Don't, don't you threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. I so he, <laughs> yeah. So his first score is seventy nine percent. He's like, I can do better. And then he keeps like saving the babies or whatever, and he keeps like going That's through and one, yeah, yeah, doing different things. And it's it's pretty funny. Um, and then uh, we also get uh, well, there was the whole thing with the poly water uh, scenario that Mariner gets thrown into. Um, uh, which is basically, you know what that means. It's naked time! Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, with everything there, naked, like, just, just like, now. oh my god! This yeah. is, okay, guys, this whole... Glad I got back in time for naked time. Naked time! <laughs> Still hearing it, Dap. Um, oh, crap. Alright, well... Crap. I don't it is what it is. Uh, it's fine. I'll it's just good. say goodnight to you fellas, then. How about that? Oh no! You don't have to say good night. I, I don't know. Why don't we just mute him for a bit? Maybe it'll clear itself. Yeah, it's like a storm. I don't hear it on my ears. It sounds like a washing machine or something. Anyway, it's static. I think it's mostly stopped. Just raise your hand when you want to talk, Devin. <laughs> Yeah, just like uh, okay, guys. The whole oh, night was stuck. <laughs> well, it stopped, didn't it? Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. Great. Um, yeah, just the, everything where the the whole uh, orgy scene uh, that's part of this. <laughs> uh, this was not my dad's Star Trek, per se. Uh, I can't tell where I end and you begin. Especially <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Yeah, it's like it was like it was disturbing, uh, but also <laughs> hilarious and shocking. Um, so yeah, just like I never thought I would see that in a Star Trek show, but we did it. Um, yeah, and so it's like the whole thing, the whole plot line here with like the evil drill instructor and her little turn here, where she's like, "I was trying to get you all to fail so that my 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 plot line will work." And uh, and but then the Mariner and her mother kind of dupe her by say, well, if nobody fails and if if um, because if Boimler doesn't finish his scenario, then you can't fail us. And then they basically take her, her on a joyride around the galaxy, like to every black hole, crystalline entity, scary, dangerous thing they can find until this like drill instructor kind of gives in and, uh, and, and like lets it go. So they kind of defeat the villain. Who was this drill instructor um, with maybe some unconventional tactics? But I thought that that was, uh, I thought I really enjoyed this episode overall. I don't know if I've missed anything in terms of its plot, but I enjoyed this episode too. I think the overarching story is kind of weak, but the the episode is just fun. And that's what, that's what this show is supposed to be, right? Yeah. Right. This has everything for fun. Like this yeah. whole episode is just a lot of fun. Yeah, and we even got uh, Excretus of Borg. There is no Boimler. I am Excretus of Borg. 
Excreta force. Excretism. <laughs> I taught the Borg Queen empathy and everything. <laughs> I taught her empathy. <laughs> and then he asks, how's that empathy working for you? We have assimilated it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Doesn't he so ask her to stop blowing on him, too? Doesn't she blow on him at one point? Oh, because in like reference data? to like the goosebumps yeah. that Data got? Yeah. <laughs> in reference to First Contact, yeah. All right, we got three left to rate here. Uh, Kevin, I excrete us. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Great minds think alike. I'm the same. All right, so that brings up that rating to a nine um, from where it was. Uh, pretty good. Jamil was the lowest on this episode. He was a 7.3. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go on to Wejduj, which is, uh, sorry. Very cool episode. Very, very cool, cool episode. Too. Very. This is the one that was uh, that aired. This when is I was the unexpected age. episode for me. This is the one where I'm like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> yeah, more so deep than I thought it was going to be. So uh, this was the one I missed in terms of the the live podcast. But this is the one where Boimler tries to find a bridge buddy, <laughs> uh, while the USS Cerritos has some downtime during a long warp trip. Uh, let's just kind of you know, I can pull up a couple images here, things like that. Uh, oh, I don't have any images. This well, you weren't on here. it. I wasn't on it. That's why. Uh, Just put up a thing that says, "Oh, hold on." Devin's saying something. We got to unmute him. He's still muted, I think. But I didn't mute him. Uh, he muted himself. Nope. No. Here, just just talk, and I'll make it up. <laughs> Listen to my podcast. It is good. No. Okay, well... <laughs> we can't so, hear you, man. Jody is the best. I agree with everything he says. Yep. It sounds about right. I can read lips. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, well. Sorry, okay, well, Devin. Well, Maybe well, reconnect. While we wait for him to sort that out, um, we, we so this plot line was interesting because we had we had three three different ships, right? We had the Cerritos, who we already know they're the lower decks, and then we got this transition over to the Klingon lower decks, and we got to meet Ma, who was kind of like the Klingon Boimler, I guess, right? It's like a Klingon version of Dilbert. Yeah, he, you know, he, he had some fun lines in this one, including... Klingon blood runs as reddish pink as ever. <laughs> reddish pink as <laughs> ever. Yeah, and he was also... Uh, well, that would be my greatest, greatest, greatest honor. <laughs> that would be my greatest honor, sir. Uh, besides dying in battle, that would be my greatest, greatest, greatest honor. <laughs> yeah. So, like... So a lot of funny things where he's kind of like an ambitious lower decks guy, like a Boimler who's trying to get promoted and trying to get the, you know, he's, he, he's, he's put in charge of like taking off the targ. It was a very honorable movement, sir. <laughs> you know? Uh, and then we also had the Vulcan lower decks, which was uh, run by this other character, like, well, Featured mostly this other character, Talin. That was my would, favorite lower decks. Yeah. Was the the Vulcan ship. The Vulcan lower decks, where they're <laughs> well, like, I, they I got these for you then, because <laughs> they've already well, confirmed she's going to be in the next season. Yeah. Well, I think I both figured. of these characters are going to be recurring. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the Klingon, but she definitely is because I, the voice I, actress I, actually did an AMA 
on Reddit. Well, yeah, and they they say that she's being at the end of this episode that she's being transferred yeah. to a Federation ship. So yeah, as right. I mentioned, like, speeches of Borg. Oh, we can hear you now. <laughs> hey. Okay. Yeah, Devin, please. Huh? Try. try. Get a hold of yourself, Gavin. Talin, get a hold of yourself. These outdoors will not damn be tolerated. damn East Coast Internet. That's what it is. <laughs> That's true. They got to put the ship in the right spot. <laughs> yeah, there was just like a lot. I, I don't know. I loved all the Except stuff with the Vulcans. Down here on the lower deck. She has lost all control. Oh, she has lost oh, all she... control. <laughs> <laughs> the passive-aggressive uh, Vulcan talk was great. <laughs> Yeah, she reminds oh, me a lot of that. Sounds uh, like it. What was it? What was this girl's name from uh, Star Trek Six? The one that ended up. Oh, uh, that, that's um, uh, her character's her name? name. Oh my God, uh, Valeris. 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 Kim Cattrall. Yeah, reminds Kim me, Cattrall. Reminds me a lot of Valeris. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you, but you know your rebellions will only lead. You know your rebellions will only lead to punitive spiritualism. Yes. <laughs> Great line. What is punitive spiritualism? I you don't want to find uh, out. That's up for uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it this way, Dave. You don't need it. Ooh, you know, I don't. Bad need idea. It. Right. Uh, there was, and there, I guess there was. Well, there technically were two more lower decks that were shown. Right. There was also True. the uh, the pack lid lower decks. Red alarm, uh, which, which Red was alarm. funny. Yeah. Red alarm. <laughs> And uh, I am hungry. You should eat. You are smart. I am hungry. You should eat. You are smart. Red alarm. Red alarm. Red alarm. Red alarm. <laughs> and then the, we have said the Borg. That's my notice. Oh my god, the Borg lower decks cracked me up so much. I that waited the entire time to see if something would happen. And nothing happened. <laughs> they're all just like. <laughs> we laugh about Red Alarm, but it works. Yeah. Oh, Red amazing. alarm. Red alarm. Red alarm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, just some great lines. I just liked when the Vulcans were like, uh, you're an idiot to live. Anomalies, by definition, are strange. <laughs> live long and prosper, sir. Um, my Logic is the beginning was... of wisdom, not the end. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> That's right, Talyn. You tell yes. them. Um, Logic is the beginning of wisdom, not the end. I want to hear what Jamil has to say. Stop interrupting him. One more time. One more time. Try it. Uh, I loved... Okay, I was waiting for the drop uh, to come in. I loved the Klingon um, reply about uh, Vulcans. Was it? Uh, was it cover and... Dave, come on, help me out. Uh, cover and... I thought you Please didn't want me to play any more clips. Wait. <laughs> The time I want you to play a clip, and I asked you to get Whoa. this clip. I asked you to get this clip. Dave's getting saucy. You're losing control, Dave. I'm losing control. Get a hold of myself. Dave, did you get the clip? This will only lead to punitive spiritualism. <laughs> Dave, did you get the clip? I don't have the clip. Uh, I never Red alarm, Dave. Red alarm. Clip. The, the, uh, was it the Vulcan salute where they're like, what is the, the Vulcan saying to... Like, Could you imagine being those hibunch? Avoid death and cower. Avoid <laughs> death and cower. Thank you. You, I don't knew it, you knew it, but you didn't pull the clip. No, I, did, I never pulled it, but I, I, I just I was able to look Jamil, it up. I don't know about you, but I'm very disappointed in Dave. I am too. I am okay. too. This is only... <laughs> Dave's like, so am I. 
So am I. Red alarm. Red alarm. Uh, so like I, I love how I love how the storyline came together in this episode. Sorry, Davin. What? Nothing. I just said you were being subjected to spiritual uh, punitive spiritualism. Of course. Yes. But Always. I just like I like I liked how all these storylines converged in like a really interesting way, where like the Klingons, where they were like the Klingon captain was doing the thing shady with like the packleds and the whole Verubian bomb. Oh, it was a bomb! You can only use it once. You know, we tested it. It didn't. It was this cool. is this is the episode. I, I have a theory that every every season of every show always has that one episode that you don't really expect to be good. But then you're like, wow, this is really good. And this is that episode for me. This is this is the episode that even when I read the premise of it, I'm like, I don't care about Lower Decks on other fucking ships. Who cares? And then it's like, as you're watching it, and then when they got to the Borg thing, I'm just like, oh, my God. Who wrote Everything this with the Vulcans, a, a different kind of humor. Yeah, who wrote this episode, Dave? Uh, this episode was written by uh, Catherine Lynn. Wait, to... is she the same one who did the the one we gave kudos last year? Last, well, last season? she's written at least one other episode, and that was... Actually, no. I'm incorrect. Catherine Lynn has never had a writing credit so far. So this is... She her... needs more. She's... Yeah, definitely. Uh, do we know anything about Catherine Lynn? Uh... She's great. She made a great Lower Decks She made episode. a really good episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like. I was just seeing if there's. It might like not be my highest scoring episode, but I respect the episode. It is fantastic. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, I just think that, um, like, the whole thing with like the pack leads, and it also ties into the finale. Like, there's there is a bigger yeah. plot line here. There is more to this than just jokes and and Easter eggs and whatever. You know. So, Dave, is what you're saying is like the plot is creating like um, elements of a universe. Uh, that can be considered canon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it is canon. Well, it doesn't it's, matter. It's Jeff that believes it's not. It doesn't matter if it is it or not. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it it does matter to me. Why as you enjoy it? I I enjoy it. That's, that's the right. only thing that matters. Everyone who says it doesn't matter, I disagree with. It is entertainment <laughs> at its finest. That's what it's supposed to be. Yes. Right. So, yeah. If you enjoy the books, they're canon. We'll no, they're not. It doesn't nine. matter. You don't understand what it means to be canon. I know what canon means. I'm not turded, but come on. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's an entertainment we'll I'm not a pack list. If it doesn't matter, then just let me have my way. That's fine. And say it's canon. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't understand why that's so hard. All right, let's rate this. Ask your Where's, wife. Where's douche? All tens. All tens. All tens. All tens. <laughs> Change mine to a nine point five. No, I'm not. Dave. I'm not. 10. Yes, I was I tired I'm when not, I put it. I'm not tending this yeah. episode. Kevin, did you tend this episode? I sure did. Did you really? Wow. Uh, you know what? It's I, not I, as I, good as the next one, so we can't get a ten. <sighs> I love it's, this one better. I, I kind of agree with Devin on this one. I'm going to give you a nine point three. Nine point three, and on that, you give it a nine point five. Where did, no, okay, where did I that enjoyed the episode previous to this a little Nice bit try, more. Dave. We still don't care. Oh, look at this. He's not bringing up the comments. Eh? <laughs> He's got to bring up the comments to prove his point. Just saying. Somebody else backs me up. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's Some move of the on. books to... are good, you know. 
Indeed. There, you can read Especially a book and enjoy book. it. It just didn't happen. It didn't happen music. in the sh it like it, they don't have to reference it in the show because it's you have to They can decide whatever they want to actually Of course they can. Like, they, if they if they want to decide a book's canon, everybody they can. can interpret it Like when they the did with that Garrick book. Well, I got it. I need I need some evidence to be There's a lot of people that uh, love the Marvel Cinematic evidence! Universe. Evidence. You got that clip. I do, so, but you know what? I still respect the fact that people love it and people enjoy it and all that. Yeah. So you know, that's fine. Evidence. All right. <laughs> Red alarm. Red, Red alarm. alarm. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the finale, which was first first contact, which uh, aired just a week ago tonight. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and where do we start with this episode? Um, maybe like we have uh, with the others. Let's bring up maybe some photos and different things to kind of jog our memory about what happened in this episode. Best goddamn person in the world is on this episode. <laughs> Who's that? Gomez. Gomez. Oh, <laughs> Gomez. Oh. I was like, did Tom Paris sneak into this episode too? No, Tom Paris <laughs> is not the best thing in the world. I know we had to laugh. <laughs> yeah, we're, let's find her. Uh, she's in here. Uh, here she is. You're old. Right there. With my old friend, Captain Gomez. And my old friend, Captain Sonia Gomez. Okay. Um, the whole return of Sonia Gomez. I wasn't seeing this coming. Jody, you were obviously a big fan of this character. I am. Um, were you surprised she made it to Captain in 14 years? Uh, no. She has the gumption to do that. She can, she can, she can get there. All right. There you you saw in the two episodes of Next Gen, you saw how she tried really hard and always tried to give it an all. And she sometimes spill a little bit of hot chocolate. The ambition was there. That's it was right. front and center. And 14 years, you could easily do that. It's not impossible. It's uh, Fuck, Riker is an admiral now. Like He's a captain. Oh, that's right. He's a captain. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So Picard's an admiral. Picard's now. an admiral. Yeah. Picard like seemingly skipped over Rear Admiral, Vice Admiral, and went right to that's Admiral. That's right. Yeah. So it happens. I only know that from Star Trek Online, but yeah. There you go. And uh, it's Star Trek Picard. Um, yeah, and so th th this whole mission that they're put on here, they have to go to the LAP system, which is, I guess, where the Lapirians live. And it's a first contact mission, and there's this whole thing about, you know, Freeman, she's, uh, she's getting promoted. This is her husband, right? Like, Admiral... Yeah. Freeman. Yeah, this is the father of, of Mariner. Yeah, uh, this is the father of Mariner. Even though and we still haven't figured out why her last name is different than theirs, but um, probably a previous marriage, decided, or, or she didn't want to take that name. In Fair fun enough. fact, the father's first name is Admiral. Is Admiral? <laughs> is it <laughs> just Admiral? Right, well, Admiral. Admiral? Uh, hey, I don't think, yeah, Admiral I, I don't Freeman. think he, he, he does have a, like, like a, a name, does he? Uh, he's just called Freeman. Admiral Freeman. He was communicate. Uh, yeah, he's married to her. Okay. Anyway, so there's this whole thing about she's getting promoted and she's going to leave the ship, right? And that's kind of like one of the bigger plot lines that sets this up. There's also uh, this whole thing with, uh, you know, Jennifer and. Uh, uh, I love the dolphins too. Mariner here, uh, you know, she's like, "Oh, you just wanted to catch me with that contraband, Jennifer." Jennifer, like, I don't even think about you. Get off my yeah, cage. Jennifer's like, "I don't even think about you." <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I don't worry. That's such about a great it. character. So, all, right. all of you have an assignment. Next time you interact with an, uh, another coworker, just Call state them that. Jennifer. Just, I don't even think of you. 
think of you. Think about you. Yeah. Well, I, I've been told on numerous occasions that I can't tell people that I can replace them with lines of code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm my uh, own boss, and I say that to myself all the time. <laughs> and it, after the after like the credits and everything, we got the whole thing in the repair bay where Boimler's getting ready for Captain Freeman Day, which is like apparently for the toddlers. You and know. even the dolphins know it's just for children. That's just for that's just for cats. <laughs> I absolutely love the dolphins though, because the dolphins are the one thing that we always wanted in Next Gen, and we never got, even though it's in the damn blueprint. They have dolphins on the fucking ship. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, yeah. so this so. is a sentient dolphin species that seemingly invented their own space travel without is it, the use of opposable actually, thumbs. It. I kind of looked into that a little bit. Most of the cetacean species on these ships are apparently Earth cetaceans. Yes. So these are just these are. I know the ones that were on bo- next gen were supposed to be on next gen. Were were just. Earth ones. Yeah, they're like yeah. bottlenose dolphins, and there's like you know blue. These guys are beluga whales. Yeah, these are beluga mm. whales, okay. mm. which are actually dolphins. Are they beluga uh, whales, really? I think. Uh, yeah, so that would explain the forehead. Like whales. But the whole Captain yeah. Freeman day, and she goes, "Guess what? Guess what? Captain Freeman's leaving, and now we're gonna get like a new captain, and we're gonna have to learn. There, it's gonna be suck, you know." And she's like, "So Boimler sort of gives her the idea to like." Why don't you just tell the other crew? They'll be pissed about it. And she kind of does. Meanwhile, we got Tendi, who's like been called by Dr. Tiana to her office. And it seemed it seems like she's gonna lose um she's getting gonna be lose her, yeah. getting transferred off the ship because she, you know, she's saying she doesn't belong in her sick bay and whatever. And so um there's that kind of whole storyline with her and Rutherford that is a big part of this episode. Um and where was I? Yeah, and so then, you know, but then Mariner does tell Freeman and all of them about hey, guess what? Or not Freeman. She tells uh, Ransom. Ransom. Sorry. Ransom and all that. And they all get pissed. You know? Uh, I love when they're all being passive aggressive on the bridge. No, and if there was an <laughs> yeah. update, I would tell you. I wouldn't yeah, I keep would that information you. to myself. I'm an open book! <laughs> I'm an open book! Right. And they're like, well, you go, you know, because Ransom's like, obviously, I'm going to be the new captain, right? And they're like, no. And <laughs> they like to keep things celebrated. And again, I love when Billups was like, fuck you. Uh, Laura, we're just as good. Oh, that's such <laughs> fucking bullshit. We are just as good as any other fucking class. Our work works twice as fucking fast as any other ship in the fleet. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Get a hold Whoa. of yourself. And Arithio. Come the only on. time I've ever liked that character. <laughs> but I think he I think it's also like I think a commentary back at like some of the fans who have maybe panned the show and say like this isn't a Star Trek and I think it's a little bit of them climbing back and say we're just as much a Star Trek show as any other show. Um you know our work course just as fast whatever you know. Um and so yeah I like I love the whole passive aggressive thing and she and, and and also the conflict that is kind of driven here by like between Mariner and and Freeman again. So they keep bringing it back where she's like, you know, you just want to, you know, you're not even telling your friends when you're going to leave the ship. And she's like, I'm not, they're not my friends. I'm their captain and I have to be a certain way. And all you um, want to do is so cause a fight. That's, it's the only thing I don't like in this episode is the whole mommy issue shit again. It, it's, it's just so drawn out through this series. It, it's literally the only thing I don't like in this, yeah. in this episode. Jamil, do you agree with that? 
this episode is just so good. It uh, is good. Last episode, oh, don't get me wrong. But, it's good. Yeah. Um, I just, the mommy issue thing is just like, well, I even said to Dave after this episode, I think I text Dave and I'm like, I, I really hope Sonia Gomez is the new captain. I, I just, I mentioned <laughs> previously during this review that I felt like if this occurred last season, then I would have just rolled my eyes, but uh, they did such a great job of building up that relationship to the point where I actually feel for them as a duo. Uh, like, I want them to uh, interact, but not interact all the time. We see it in blips and blurps, and, and that's good. And Blips so and blurps? I, no, blips and blurps. Oh. So, yes, please, don't misquote me. And um, I, I was totally fine with it. I was totally fine with it. I, I think in this episode, though, they give voice to what you're saying, Jody, when they're all standing around uh, with the dolphins. And yeah. One of them, I can't remember which one of them, basically tells her to get over it. And he's like, yeah, yeah. can you can right. we just skip to the end, please? You know? <laughs> skip to the end. <laughs> and we know how this is going to play out. So that yeah. kind of like what the audience is thinking right. a little bit, because I, me I, anyway. I remember when we covered the episode one, Jamil, uh, you know, Strange Energies, you were also at that point saying, like, I'm kind of over this relationship or I feel like Captain Freeman needs to move on because how long can this go on with she's like the rebellious daughter against yeah. her overbearing mother and oh, maybe yeah. a new a new captain would serve the Mariner character better. But she uh, she's been here for this whole season. Now, this whole cliffhanger that we're left with is Captain Freeman is arrested and what yeah. will come of that and, and i suggested also in the episode that uh captain gomez would take over and then it's like oh that would be a downgrade because you know she was on a better ship and i said well her other ship is being retrofitted so um she'll take over this yeah. ship that's currently under investigation with what has occurred i like think gomez is going to be like the temporary captain for like one episode and then they're going to bring her back. Oh, please don't make it just one episode. I think that's what's going to happen. Oh, no. Those here's, a question, here's a question I think is maybe good for Davin uh, about the, the Cerritos having that yacht, Davin. Uh, you know, is that a why? Are you surprised the Cerritos has a captain's yacht? Is that a consolation prize for Freeman? I thought they all had captain's yachts. I think it was, I think it's required because it's a diplomatic thing yeah. as well, right? We've only ever mm -hmm. seen them used once, which is in Star Trek Insurrection. Yeah. Uh, the only time the yacht is actually shown to be used. Um, what are you trying to prove? You already got the f promotion. Get off my yacht. Get off my, Get off my yacht. It's my yacht. Uh, well, yeah, like, all the ships, all the did ships. You guys have hear that? Yacht, though, Shax has five open books. He's an open book. <laughs> five. He is an open five book. Them. Five of them. Any, any ship that has does diplomatic missions will have one. Yeah, because that's that was the mm -hmm. whole premise of having yeah. it. So Voyager has one too, but we never saw it used. Um, it was called the Arrow. Well, no, because Tom Harris was too Tom Harris was shuttle. too busy with his uh, racy shuttle, the Delta, Delta Flyer. Yeah, fucking so Ooh. stupid. I hate that. Anyway. The, the Cerritos, the Cerritos <laughs> is bigger than Voyager, right? I don't know. I don't. Know. I honestly don't know. Voyager is pretty small. It's yeah, a pretty it's a, small ship. It's 15 decks. It's pretty, pretty narrow, sleek. Yeah. And well, the, the uh, whole point was it was the organic the organic uh, electronics, right? Yeah, it had the uh, biomimetic gel packs and yeah. things like that to bring it through. Uh, yeah, but um, I, I think that the Cerritos and is tests. bigger. 
Anyway. Because <laughs> the, the Cerritos has like a saucer section comparable to the Enterprise D, right? And it just has a bit of a different section. I, I don't think it's as big, but I, I yeah, I, I think the Cerritos is probably bigger than Voyager. That would be my guess. Because I, don't know, I guess we'll have to figure that out. Uh, Devin, you have homework. Yeah, because we, we saw that also <laughs> that we saw the other ship that Gomez had uh, that is kind of. They do name this class. I'm still learning it. Uh, forgive me. USS Archimedes. Uh, Archimedes, yeah. Where well, if it, if you're using the ratio of Starbase One's uh, door there and and that, then I would say it's probably Obana class. The Obana class. Obana, really? Yeah, that's what mm -hmm. this one's called. Versus like the California class, which is the Cerritos itself. Um, I get the impression the California class is a smaller version, but could be wrong. Yeah, just to like just to have a, a quick look there at the at the Cerritos. It's a, it's a very big saucer, and then there's not a lot uh, aside from the engineering well, section. You, you don't give the second contact people the, the the good ships. Like let's be honest. No, you don't give them the defiance. And California, and that kind of makes sense, right? When you think about it. Yeah, California. It's kind of ordinary. It's big. Uh, it's big, it's just, but meh. Just like, There's a lot just of crazy like, there. Just like Boimler. You know, he's from Modesto, they call it California. The class. That would have been way worse. You know, it's like the, it's like the moon of San Francisco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I did like that. Okay. And so oh, just, to, just to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I, I do want to, like, I know we're, we're, we've been on here for almost two hours. So I do want to kind of wrap us up. But, um, you know, just everything to do with this episode, the fact that they have to kind of, the when the when the, um, the Archimedes gets hit, they get knocked into this thing. They're gonna collide with the planet, the Lapirians, and that the crew of the Cerritos has to come together, including the Dolphin members, Matt and Kimulu, um, and everything else. And they the whole sequence where they had to like take off the panels, like all the hull, right? And we're gonna take off the hull, and we're gonna do all this. And um, I thought that was just a lot of fun. I thought it was a really great like thing. Devin, oh, I have an answer to my homework there, teacher. Thank you. Ooh, okay. There you go. The, the Cerritos is almost 200 meters longer than the Voyager. 200 meters? Oh, that would make sense. It's not as big so, as yeah, the like, Enterprise. Almost, but, small. but not quite it's, twice as big, really. As, lo as lengthwise, right? Lengthwise. Wow. Yeah. And probably probably has a bigger crew then, presumably as well. Yeah. Um, I don't get know that what the compliments of that is. I don't think they've ever stated it. Voyager only has about 150 people. Yeah, probably. Voyager's like 160 or something like that. Yeah. So, and like, the Enterprise season? B would, would have like a season. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Which season? And how many people are dead and how many new Borg kids have they picked up? And how many. <laughs> the, <laughs> how many how many decks are taken over by Borg? Stray, and, Borgs. Yeah. Stray yeah, Borgs. Stray Borgs and, walking uh, around. And Talaxians are going to pick up here and there. And Ocompans are going to exchange. As long as they don't pick up any more Kess's people, we'll be good. Huh. He goes, wow, it doesn't look that big, Devin. It is. Uh, we've heard that before. Uh, <laughs> it's just a weird angle. That's all. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> um, Jody, were you excited by the prospect of them be having ballroom dance competitions on the Cerritos? Well, this is obviously to, you know, mock the next-gen orchestras and and, you know... Late late night lounges with uh, with uh, Riker, I guess. But uh, why yeah, wasn't there an episode about a social committee for these ships? 
Star Trek. I think you just answered your own question, Jamil. It's coming soon to Lower Decks. We know it's You think so? All right. Yeah. The social committee. And the ballroom dancing competition will have to be postponed. (gasps) She was so ready for it. Um, And my last clip that I want to play is just a Shaq's clip, which was... Nothing explodes around here unless I'm the one blowing it up. That's right. Yeah, and just so anyway, they end up they end up doing it. They have to ransom has to go through there. Mariner flies out at one point. She's saved by Jennifer. What do you want, Jennifer? And like, oh, yeah, just like I don't know. I I thought I found the finale first first contact to be so exciting. It's a great finale. You know, uh, I think Freeman as a captain really does shine in this episode. You know, she's just like, we're Starfleet and we get it done. But we are Starfleet and we never back down from a challenge. I'm still not I'm still not into her character at all, though. The Freeman that scene where they first cuff her and like Ransom and Shax are just going to jump right in. What do we do, Captain? Well, I'll kill her. (laughs) I do like when they're all like, (laughs) I'll kill her. They're all yeah. in the corridor and they're about to like celebrate her her promotion. Yeah, that's a great moment. And she walks yeah. in and out in cuffs. It's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. Before yeah. that, I like I like when she comes back in drunk after first contact. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're a very welcoming culture. Yeah. <laughs> very welcoming. Very. Yeah, but it was nice. It, it reminds was me nice. of that. Uh, it reminds me of uh, what was it? First contact where they all uh, they get. Uh, oh, Marina Sirtis gets uh, gets drunk with uh, Zephyr Cochran. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, don't have time don't to talk criticize. about the time. Yeah. We don't have the time. Uh, <laughs> don't go criticizing no, my counseling techniques. <laughs> Timeline. This is no time, time to argue time. about time. We don't, we don't have, have the time. The time. <laughs> Best line she's ever uh, spoken in the entire series. You didn't get the end, yeah. Uh, what was yeah. I saying? What was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's got that like kind of like stone face going on. Yeah. How do you know how your boobs have started to firm up? Yeah. Do you care about such things in this day and age? Yeah. Have you ever noticed how your boobs are starting to firm up? Uh, that's, that's how you have the okay. tip of data saying that to I, work. I have the same thing going on right now. <laughs> I, I think on. I do somewhere. All right. Here. <laughs> Let's uh let let's rate this last one. We need uh we need to get uh well we don't have Jeff's rating yet. He hadn't watched it yet, so he's still TBD. But not as high as uh, last episode. That that should be the rating. Another ten. Another ten for Kevin. I gave this a ten as well. You know what? Honestly, I'd love to give it a full ten, but I think it's only a nine and a half. There are a couple things that bug me about the episode, but for the most part, it's 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 awesome. Great episode. And complain with a nine and a half, Jody. So that's a that brought up the rating a bit. We have a nine point eight average. This is, uh, I think, now the highest rated lower decks episode. Assuming, uh, assuming Jeff doesn't destroy it with whatever. Assu- he, assuming Jeff doesn't bring it down. Jeff gives yes. it like a seven. Yes, screwed. just so that the previous episode gets its rightful place as the top episode. Right. So that <laughs> round out, rounds out our ratings a bit, guys. I see um, you've met Jeff before. You know, Jody, you were overall you were an eight point one compared to six point seven on season. You know two. what? All, honestly, it's it's a much better season. We're all yeah. we're all, all of us have that, and uh, I that, can find good things in every episode. So, which is yeah. something I couldn't say about last season. So, and for this this whole season, averages at an eight and a half, which you know, hey, great, um, yeah. like that's pretty good. Um, which means and, season three should be really good. And now, where do you think that this cliffhanger goes? How long do you think that this thing with Captain Freeman goes on? It's going to go at least one episode, episode. if not two. <laughs> it's not Smallville. Two. Let's let's give it a little bit more credit. Two maximum. 
two matches. I've never watched Smallville, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's terrible. Uh, outside of Michael Rosenbaum, um, I would say three episodes. Three episodes. Speaking of which, Michael Rosenbaum's podcast is amazing. It is. If you haven't, if you haven't watched it, no, Inside yeah. of You. Inside of You, yeah. He did the guy from um, guy who plays Charles on Brooklyn Nine Nine. I can't remember yes. his name. That was a great interview. He does a really good interview. That guy. Anyway, he does. sorry. Although once he starts starts talking about himself and. You he know, does talk about himself a little too much. Yeah. And how I'm in counseling and I take a lot of therapy, you know, a lot of CBDs, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like it's a, it's a really good podcast. Uh, almost yeah. as good as ours. Almost. Almost. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. But. <laughs> Jody, uh, let's talk a bit more. Just okay. First contact. We went through it all. And that we, one. That was a good. And Lucuter's a track. Great podcast. Uh, very good podcast. podcast. Check it out. Um, look, so Lower Dax, they've got now two seasons. You said there wouldn't be a third, but uh, did I? I think so. Do, do you have that clip? I don't know if I have that clip. But uh, have to, when someone makes a bold claim, like that, I, I know that I've game. told you already. I don't think there's going to be a season five of, of Discovery, but uh, I don't remember seeing that about Lower Dax. Do not start taking clips of us. Yeah, that was that's, that's, that's gonna happen. Far. That's gonna happen. Like, you're already borderline, thought. Dave. Here's where Kevin thought that uh, you know Star Trek Three was the greatest movie ever, or whatever. <laughs> Play the clip. Yeah, uh, uh, you definitely don't have that one. Uh, I only the only one I have like is really like Jeff from Radio Theater uh, going go 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 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> uh, cool, it cool. Leak, cool it leak. I got a cool it leak. Um, yeah, you know what? If I if I did say that, um, definitely they've redeemed themselves. Uh, I honestly, the first season was hard for me. Um, even on the rewatch, yeah, I enjoyed it more than I did the first time around, but it still wasn't, in my opinion. What the if you look at your season one numbers, you start at, like you gave the first episode of four, and then you gave the last uh, episode first episode terrible of that episode. Yeah. And it's similar with Jeff. Jeff had a very similar path to you, where you were like, yeah. well, I don't know about this show, and I don't really know what it is. And so You know Jody. what? I think on the first run, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Jimmy. I'll just give one sec. Um, the, 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 first, the, the first run through it, I don't think I really grasped what they were trying to do. I think that's part of the issue. Like, I know it's supposed to be a satire, but it's also supposed to be fan service. I think I more appreciated it on the second run through. Whereas now that I kind of know where they're supposed to be, I think season two has made it look a lot better for me. But anyway, sorry, Jamil, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, it's fine. You were you were on a roll. Uh, let it happen. Um, now, with what happened with Lower Decks in terms of your uh, change in of opinion, um, mm -hmm. mostly due to a higher quality of episode. How I think feel... that was definitely a good factor. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about Picard? I am excited for Picard season two. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Because when when they release the trailer, it's got everything that I wanted that fucking show to have from the beginning. So I think they've almost kind of rebooted it. Because if you actually look at what they're doing with it, I don't know if you guys have all seen uh, the trailer for season two. Uh, it, it's to me, I, I think it's interesting. The only thing I don't like about it is the whole seven with the chick thing. Uh, it just... That to me just looks like Raffi. So her, yeah, the, her, sure, the Raffi. Yeah, I, I don't like Raffi to begin with, though. You're gonna I get was... like five episodes of just heavy Allison Pill 
um, uh, plot sequences. I'm <laughs> actually so angry I'm, with I'm, the first season. So, I just want it to fail. I just want it to fail and die and go away. You know I what? I'm kind of with you on that. The only thing I will say though is the Riker episode. Uh, the Riker episode was, was phenomenal great. for that for that series. It was a Riker great episode. Riker and Troy were phenomenal. I'm not. It was a good sure episode. Um, but, but overall, well, that's because we love seeing them together again, right? Like, no, it wasn't that. It was just I liked. No, I liked they the gave whole her some really good Riker stuff. to the rescue. Yeah, I, I, I agree the Riker that. rescue thing was awesome. I thought it, it's nice to see the fact that when they're when they're taking Picard and saying this is a guy who's pretty much at the end of his life he's the frail guy and you know he's trying to do something right but in reality he's fucking it up for the most part so i i kind of like that we've kind of run full tilt because uh picard was a guy that we looked up to during next gen like he was always the smart guy he was always the guy that knew what to fucking do all the time very rarely had doubt stuff like that and now you doubt him all the time because he's just a frail old man who's an asshole right so he's kind of turned full tilt right so, but I, I like where they, it looks like they're going with season two. I hope they're not fucking with me with the trailer, <laughs> which they probably are. Let's be honest. But I, I have, I have hopes for it. Let's put it that way, Jamil. But in okay. reality, I, I, I'm not setting it too high. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm going to watch like it. a lot to make up for. I'm going to watch it, but I think it will be better. Do you think that they'll be running around their socks in the board cube? No. Thank God. All right. That no, alone we'll right there was. Completely different ship. Okay, and, and oh, Kevin, horrible. similar question, but maybe, okay, when you think about the new track that's come out since, I guess, even since uh, the J.J. movies, right? Yeah. You know, we got the J.J. movies, and then we Discovery, and then Picard, uh, and Lower Decks is in this mix too, right? And so right. how do you think, like, do you think the Lower Decks is um, sort of at the, the leading edge of that, or maybe? Yeah, for me, yes, Lower Decks is the one I wanted. It, 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 I didn't know I wanted it because I, I wasn't expecting that the funny show, the show that kind of makes fun of Star Trek, would be the one that would be the most like Star Trek for me. Yeah. But I find like Picard and Discovery, there's almost too much action. Like I find it nauseating. And yeah. there's not enough, especially Discovery, of anything else. There's else. not enough heart to it. Yeah. Like, no, Discovery I, is all about showing me Space Jesus. That's what they're trying to do. They keep showing me Space Jesus. Now she's Captain Space Jesus. And that that's the thing that drives oh, Lord, me man. mental about Discovery. Well, is Picard not a Space Jesus? No. He's a what? frail old man now. Mm -hmm. He's fucking everything up. Now, but like, aren't all the lead characters... Cisco always... is the Space Jesus. Get out of here. Cisco is the closest. <laughs> Cisco the is Space Jesus. Let's if there was and ever Space one. Yeah. yeah, let's be, let's be Jesus. Right. But, okay, like, when I think about this crew, when I think about, like, the Discovery, or sorry, the Lower Decks characters, I care about them. I care what happened to Freeman. She got arrested. What's going to happen? Is she going to get her I shit care back? about some of the characters. Yeah. Right? Shax, he came back to life. That was a but huge they could, joy. They could take Mariner off that show tomorrow, and I wouldn't uh, give up. Uh, I wouldn't be sad to lose Mariner. <laughs> I wouldn't be sad to lose any of these characters. Same thing with Boimler. Wouldn't really care that much. Uh, uh, Tendi, though, I love. I, I hope they do more with Tendi. Uh, Rutherford, like, same yeah. thing. I, I hope they do more with Rutherford as well. And right. Shaxx. I think Shaxx needs his own series. Shaxx, the spinoff with Tiana. <laughs> uh, yeah, like they, they give me they give me like a 10-episode just side series of Shaxx. I will totally you went back to Bajor. Yeah, yeah, he goes back to Bajor, causes some shit. It'd be great.
He the does his pottery. Star Trek Lower Shacks. The only two characters that I'm iffy on are Ransom and uh, the engineer, who I still have not. Phillips. Phillips? His name. Phillips. Yeah. yeah. Phillips. Pris and oh. Prince and Arithio. And I don't I don't hate yeah. them. They're just boring. They're meh. They are boring right. characters. Yeah, I agree. And actually, I feel the same way about Freeman as well. Captain Freeman, I I, I think, is a very boring character. She's funny. I like Captain I like Freeman. She can be funny, but she's overly done. Like, you know what, what I mean? Like, it's just so warp time. Where it's... Warp time me. Warp me. Warp time me. Yeah, that was pretty good, though. <laughs> what if I say, go, go, warp time? I can, I can live with either Mariner or Freeman being taken off the ship at any time. I'm totally okay with that. I think them separate would be much better. I don't think they could get rid of Mariner, though. Well, they can't get rid of Mariner. No, but... Mariner's like their main. No, it's a main cast. Character. Yeah, yeah, main cast. She, she's so like Freeman alpha. could go. She's but... the alpha. Yeah. You know? uh, I, I think that the the bridge crew officers could interchange over time potentially. Um, sure, because the show's not about them. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, and I think that well, and and the the cat, which I can never remember her fucking name. Tiana. Tiana. Tiana yeah, uh, the cat needs more, but. The nice thing is they're kind of just giving her subtle little things in the whole series, which I, I just love. Like her, her little tiny uh, spot to shine is always hilarious. It yeah. doesn't matter what the minute you see her on screen, you know it's going to be a funny scene. What she reminds me the most of, like Pulaski. No, no, no yeah. bones. For How sure. dare you? How but dare Pulaski, you? Sir? Pulaski. I might hang up Pulaski right was now Lady Bones. Of that. Yeah, Pulaski was Lady <laughs> Bones. <laughs> Plus, yeah. it wasn't Lady Bones. She was just Bones. At least had a little bit of heart to him. He had a little bit of a little bit of fun with him. And, and charm. And Plasky was just like, "Let's be a bitch all the time because like I'm everyone. better." One. Yeah. yeah. Data, look at this. Data. And, and with Data. and with and with Bones. Can't say Data's name right. The, the difference between her and Bones is she was coming into a new crew and acting that way right away. Yeah. But with Bones, he's. He knows these characters. Like when we start that series, yeah. him, and, him and Kirk everybody. have that. They have a rapport, yeah. and it's Pulaski. Fun. Literally from like day one, she's like basically telling off people, and it's like telling off who the fuck are you? Yeah, you're telling off Picard. Who the fuck are you? Yeah, you're like three ranks under him. Fuck off. <laughs> one rank. She's a commander, but it's okay. Well, yeah, uh, technically she's a commander, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was street court. That was just some delicious street. It was court. probably just street. That's court. what all the pips are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about I was thinking about getting a captain's uniform, but and put I some corn get, on it. I can just get some corn on there. Just get some street the, corn. You'll be fine. The thing uh, I love about Lower Decks is is just that. How many times are we doing the Deep Space Nine podcast? And we think of something, we're like, they should do that on lower decks. Like it's they really yeah. haven't harnessed much of DS9, and I really hope no. they see that in the next season. And, like DS9 like, is not my favorite series, even though I know uh, uh, some of you would disagree with me on that one. It, it's good, but it's not my favorite series. And it, it's still it's one of those things though. There, yeah, but there's there's a lot of good content in DS9 that they can easily play with. Yeah. They can oh easily my God, they, play with it. They say that once. Uh, I forget who's talking to who, but she says, oh, my sister uh, got a symbiote and uh, changed her whole personality. And they're like, oh, because of all the past lives and everything. And she's just like, no, because, well, everything is just about her becoming a symbiote now. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Yeah. Yeah, that that a good is joke. a good joke. Yeah, everything. Yeah, oh, I got a symbiote now. 
<laughs> that's the that's the Dax tiss right there. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's you know what, and and you know, obviously that's a that's a subject for another another debate. But DS Nine is a great series. Don't get me wrong. What what is, is though, Jody? Favorite. Is it TNG for you? Next Gen is your favorite? Uh, TNG for me is definitely number one. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure some of that is just you know the fact that I grew up with that, right? But right. DS Nine for me, the problem with DS Nine is it was more of a thinker Star Trek. It wasn't as much adventure. Now, they ended up getting into the adventure later on, but the first couple seasons are definitely not that adventure-packed compared to the, no. well, compared to the other seasons. Yeah. Move along yeah. home! Move along well, home. Ben, yeah. That was an adventure. Blood home. Oh, not going to get it. But, you know, it's... it's Second they, There's so much content there that they can definitely draw from. Like, I, I expect that joke to be in there at one point or another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. We need, yeah. We're like, when is Alamorain? It yeah. was only a game. That's not in there soon. Only a game. It'll be in the background. We'll just see like a girl doing hopscotch in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alamorain, one, two, but four. They, but, but think about think about all the guest stars they could easily get for that, right? Yeah. You can get Kira, no problem. Uh, stuff like that. Like they, 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 they could have a whole thing where they meet. Back I would love to her. have Worf on this. Like, I think Worf, Worf, Worf is definitely going to be on it, yeah. I'm sure. Because Worf together. is already linked to, uh, he's already linked to Picard, so I'm sure. Yeah, and like, he's gonna be like, I get to do Worf and not do makeup. That's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, like for him, that's probably <laughs> I just a dream from do a voice, like he, which yeah. he did for the video games and different things. But yeah, like uh, no, it's well, gonna he be. He actually did some of the most amount of voiceover work, probably out of all the. Him and Stewart. Patrick Trek Stewart did a ton. Of Patrick Stewart yeah. did tons. Yeah, voiceover work uh, as well. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. So, have we talked about enough about the lower decks? Is there anything we have that's gone unsaid? This is our chance. It's good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Yep, watch I, it. I do it. Uh, check out the merchandise as well. Um, especially, was it Titmouse stuff? Uh, check out their t shirts. Uh, you got any Rito shirts there, Davin? Get yourself a Rito. So I didn't wear my Rito shirt tonight. I guess I should have. <laughs> oh, by the way, I, the I, I saw that after that episode. I, I, I saw that. That was very uh, well done. Yes. Just so you know. <laughs> I was, was, was proud of you, and I haven't even met you yet. That's how it works. That's how we do uh, things over at Loki Tourism. So, yeah, and on that segue, let's check. make sure to check out Davin's podcast, Locutors of Track, which is a great Definitely. Star Trek podcast he does with his now, buddy Dave there. The one thing I want to say here, Dave, episode is just I'm tired of seeing him put up the fucking sticker. Can you not just get a, a wallpaper thing and put it up when he when he does his plug? The sticker just looks oh, so that would bad be better. on camera compared. Well, I'm sure it looks the, great. Send, send me the, the logo. Uh, just send him the fucking logo and get right. it up there. Make it look good. I can. I, then you I can know, pop it proud. up. Yes. Or we could. It's do a good both. podcast. Everybody should listen to it. It's great. Yes, check it out. Uh, you just Eric did one. Just went up. What was the newest one? The Taylor one. Yeah, yeah. The uh, what is it? The spying, sewing, and spacements of Elam Garrick. Ah. <laughs> Amazing. Clever lad. Okay, good job. Uh, check out Locutors of Trek, and thanks for being on all these podcasts with us, Davin, as well. Uh, great, uh, very, very fun. And uh, what else have I forgotten about? Um, check out oh my son's podcast. Let's talk about fighting games. <laughs> I'm uh, like, I'm like uh, T-Mobile Sidekicks from 1999. <laughs> Jamil always, Jamil always reminds me to plug. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> plug Gaming's podcast. Uh, it's called Let's Talk About Fighting Games. Uh, you can find that on Spotify or wherever you get your audio podcasts. And additionally, um, check out our other Star Trek podcasts that we do here on Live Long and Podcast. Uh, on Mondays, we talk about Star Trek, the original series. At least we have four more or three more episodes left, uh, Jody. Four. 
four left. Uh, we're going to be talking about the um, uh, the old oh, boy. They get old. Um, uh, the the syndrome. Oh, they yeah. get old. oh um, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a good episode. You know it what I mean. Yeah. We're talking about that one next Monday, and then you know, also that one. On, as presumably next Tuesday, we're going to be talking about Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, the next episode of that uh, season four. Uh, in next Thursday, Davin and I and Jessica Chan are going to be talking about the first episode of Star Trek: Prodigy, the new Star Trek uh, animated show that's going on Nickelodeon. Um, I, I heard they I'm got just... Chakotay coming now. Chakotay's it's oh, yeah. big, big guests coming, man. You cannot have Janeway in a show without. Space Indian, without without <laughs> space. space Indian, Akuchi Moya. Uh, I say he was. It is. He was also Captain Miller, Fifth Armored Captain Armored Miller, Fifth Armored Infantry. He was also that that. good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll bring his spirit animal with him. Yeah, is that from Tour of Duty? And you're stuck with the only Indian in the universe. Who and can't no, start and a no fire disrespect by rubbing... to Native Americans or anybody else. I don't mean it. I'm I'm just saying. <laughs> They really, they really played that up in, in Voyager, and it drove me absolutely mental. He's it's a character that could have went so much further. Chakotay. Well, let's see what they let's, let's see what they do with him in Prodigy. He's a great actor too, so you yeah. think. But anyway, eating hopefully, Raul. Hopefully, you get some good chops in this. Mm. We'll yeah, see. and I think that's all the Star Trek podcasts for now uh, that we we have imminently coming up. We're gonna also, have Picard shortly. Too, and right? Picard, we'll get. We're well, Discovery's it. first, is it not? And then Picard, uh, and November then Brave Discovery, we're starting as of November eighteenth, oh, and 18th. then Picard's in January, sometime late January, yeah. early February, and then Star Trek: Strange New Worlds after that. Which, which I'm still the... unsure if that's going to be good or not. Well, if you didn't like, I don't know. It's a. It's basically a spinoff of Discovery season two, like which is season two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't but know. it's going to be episodic, so that should be it. That should be yeah, better, high hopes. High hopes for it. Uh, probably because I didn't watch Discovery season two. <laughs> I've seen clips of the the actor though, and he's he's phenomenal. Anson Mount, Mount is um, is yeah. pretty. Anson good. Mount is great yeah. as Pike. I just the he stuff is Spock is just terrible. The stuff they're doing with Spock is bad. Oh, bad, 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 bad. It's it like him singing. I am the modern. But, but aren't we getting a whole show of him with Spock? I know, but like this younger Spock that they're trying to do with Ethan Peck is not. I'm not in favor. So putting far, Spock um, in something these days is a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I have to go back but, to Vulcan. For but let's a be honest, how, years. Yeah, how could they really have done that without without Spock though? Because obviously the Pike timeline would have Spock in it. Oh, you have to have Spock in the show if you're going to do a show a show about the Enterprise at the, in this particular time period. And Canon. then. Remember the ori- original original Mystique is uh, is the first officer, right? Yeah, Rebecca, Rebecca Romaine Stamos, who's actually married to uh, Jerry O'Connell, who's the ransom on Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, uh, is she Stamos? I thought she was just Rebecca Romaine now. Yeah, yeah, I don't I just, think she's I just, got the. I just add part. the Stamos just to always yeah. remember. Uncle she's Steve. moved <laughs> up. She's moved up from. She's Jer- Rebecca Romaine O'Connell now. Yeah. You know what? You go from Uncle Jesse to the guy from Sliders. I don't know if you moved up. Sliders. Up my secret identity. My secret identity. Oh, God, that was so terrible. That was a great Top tier. Top <laughs> tier. Sliders was Here. awesome though. Sliders uh, Jamil. Yes. Yeah. With the crying man, Rembrandt Brown. Yeah, man, the crying man. I, I'm with you. Cry like a man. Yeah, cry like a man. Sliders, dude. Sliders. That's actually, honestly, I really like the premise of Sliders. It was a great. It, it went really bad after season two. Yeah, it got real bad. I don't even once, know if I went once that far. Because they brought in his brother. 
Once they, once oh, they, yeah. yeah, they, oh yeah, they oh, lost brother on there, and they moved yeah. to production to L.A. It was bad. It was yeah. much better the first few seasons. Uh, it shot in BC, K- wasn't it? Normally BC for the first two, and then they moved it to yeah. California. Yeah, it, it was... it's it's the rule. It's the police academy rule. Any police academy filmed outside of Toronto is a bad police academy movie. It's facts. My secret That's identity true. is great, Jeremy. Uh, <laughs> unless unless you're defending it, I and... think he's defending you, Dave. Okay, yeah. good, good. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna fly out of here, guys. I'm gonna fly. I'm Ultraman. <laughs> let me get let me get my cans. <laughs> let me get my cans of aerosol. You need some repellent, of course. Um, All right. Uh, All Dave, right. I, I hear that Jerry O'Connell created a hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> called Super Mater Brothers. Yeah, we do. We have another channel called Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, Jamil. I was on that with you last night. And, and I was like, uh, I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed. Yeah, I know too. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're talking about all kinds of shows, including Survivor and Big Brother, and other shows like um, uh, the know, Tiger King, Serpent, yeah. the Tiger King. We're going like to do a podcast. We're going to do Tiger King Eternals too, right? in a couple weeks. Podcast. We need to do a podcast about the um, the What If series as well. With the new Tiger get... King. The new Tiger King. When's that coming out? Uh, it's November. Okay, we're talking about that too. So yeah, we got to get Sterling back. Yeah, good luck with what that. It's a tiger monarchy, is it? It's a tiger monarchy. Uh, I want tiger it's the queen. continuation of the crazy man with his with his with his tiger. More Carol Baskin. More Carol. Baskin. Uh, apparently, no, she's not as much Baskin. in this one. But anyway, check it out. We're going to be uh, we're going to be talking about Marvel and Survivor and all those things over on uh, Super Mater Brothers. And also check out Trivial Debates, our monthly show where we argue about movie, TV, sports, and more. I will be hosting the next edition. Ooh, it will be a Halloween edition. Um, and uh, that will be on October 31st. So, I thought I was at a party at your house on that day. That's the next, that's the day before. Oh, okay. Choo choo party. Right. Choo choo party. Choo choo party. I'm like, you're not inviting me to your party so I could be on a podcast, are you? <laughs> there <laughs> better be beer. It's a trap. <laughs> no, there's no podcast. No, don't worry about that. What if all right. was meh? What if was amazing? I actually uh, haven't seen all of it yet. Oh, that's good. Just skip one episode, episode five. Episode five, all right. I'll keep that in mind. Which was Is that, that the party one? That's the zombie one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like the a zombie letdown. one quite a bit. That I was mean. a letdown. Compared to the comic books, it was not as good. Uh, uh, it's uh, Zombies are overdone. They could have taken a break from it. I don't need yeah, any well, more great. zombies or, hey, or hey, hey, hey. in my Marvel stuff. <laughs> Red alarm. Let's get this shit going. Red alarm. Yeah. Red alarm. <laughs> uh... It's, it's naked time! Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay, so on that note, guys, thanks so much for sitting and talking to me for two and a half hours about more about Star Trek Lower Decks and all these things and getting the ratings in. Uh, we are going off, and on that note, we'll be back to talk about season three before you know it. And make sure to check out all the other stuff we've already talked about. Okay. Goodbye. Red alarm. Red alarm. Oh, thank you.